You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Twitter, at Up Next Podcast, our new Facebook up next podcasts as well, and our new Facebook group, which you can join. Thank you, John Cena, for, Thank jo- you, John, for creating for this. Thank you, John, for sorting that out for us. And you can join us, Davey, where else? You can join us every Wednesday night on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash up next, where we do our live post shows. And whenever there's a pay per view, we do some watch alongs as well. well so, why is that? Why is that? Because we are your friends. We are your NXT friends. Yes, friends. And you see, this Sunday is NXT TakeOver in your house. Exactly. So So we figured we'd be in your house. Hey, remember about a year and plus ago, we did a TakeOver tailgate in Toronto. A lot of teas there at a bar called Wide Open in Toronto, Um, which, you know, all bars are closed. We miss bars. Um, But we figured NXT TakeOver is doing in your house. Why not? We were kind of hesitant to do a watch along because we kind of watch these things and do the podcast. But we thought, why not do an in your house tailgate with us and do a watch along with us? So in your house this Sunday, YouTube.com slash up next. You can join the fun and, and hang out with us. It's gonna and be, we'll, be, and we'll there, be doing it for Backlash. We'll be doing it following Sunday for Backlash yeah. as well. Um, um, but welcome to Up Next. We are your NXT friends. We are a wrestling podcast. Post wrestling is where we are connected. Um, I... I wouldn't be able to continue a show without kind of right away saying the world is in a very strange place right now. Um, we are a wrestling podcast. Wrestling is a form of entertainment, which is tr- to make you escape from such things. Uh, and we are an extension of that. We are a branch of that. But um, we, we are in Canada. We live in Toronto. And w- 
it's hard to not look, turn on the news or look on what's going on in the world today, whether it be this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic or, or the stuff that has been going on, uh, not just lately, but all, all this week. But this week is just a heavy week. And I don't, I don't think we can do a show without kind of just kind of talking a little bit about For it. For sure, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to dedicate like the first uh, like 10 or so minutes to, to everything going on. Uh, obviously, we, we're talking about um, Black Lives Matter, the the protests going on uh, predominantly in the US, but all over the world, and and I I mean we know each other. It's not enough to say, hey, I'm not racist. Like that's that's not enough. And and people are saying like you need to actually kind of like one needs to use their platforms and this is our platform this is our platform and we we talk about nxt and it's fucking nerdy and we talk about how we get lit on wednesday nights but it's our platform this is our platform so that's what we choose to and do. it's not good enough anymore to just not be racist um and it's it's never been good enough to be honest to just not be racist it's being anti-racist and it's talking up about things um like making your voice heard talk about what you don't agree with and trying to make this world a fucking better place. And I know I I'm guilty having worked in bars. You wouldn't believe the amount of times I've been stuck behind a bar and you've got one customer and they start talking to you and say maybe homophobic or racist things or whatever. And that there've definitely been times where I've been a coward about it and not necessarily spoken up there have been other times where I have spoken up. Obviously I'm, I'm an immigrant here in Canada, but people treat me differently because of that. Um, because I'm white. So people will talk to me in a bar in Canada about how much they hate immigration. And I go, don't you know like who you're talking to? And it's like, Oh, but it's different for you. But why? So I like, I've been a coward there, not speaking up enough. And I think, uh, yeah, we, we want to kind of, just address it and yeah i know look we're two white dudes who host a wrestling podcast so like yeah you 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 kind of are like hey you know who what do we have to say well this is what we have to say i mean uh uh, we we do live in canada we we but you're come you come from london um england and it's such a multicultural world over there and as is the city we live in toronto and it's not to say that this this like you know racism doesn't exist in the city because you know what it, it really does. Um, it, it really does. It stems from not just it, it stems from ge- like generations that come kind of bef- from before us. And I feel like that this kind of younger generation now is the, 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 the reason that we are getting some, some sort of change and like not to not to just let things go by. You know, um, we are Canadians. We don't vote for uh, presidents and things down in the U.S. as many are saying the Robin Williams joke that we are just uh, the upstairs neighbor to the meth lab. Uh, essentially, of the U.S. right now. And the U.S. is just looking like madness. Um, and I know that, you know, we don't talk politics on the show because we're just wrestling. But I feel like it's finally where even wrestlers are stepping out of their their, their with their tweets and their, their things and their reactions. Some really good and some really not. Um, fuck, holy shit. There's some people making some bad decisions. But um, it... It's just interesting because we are we are Canadian and we kind of just watch some of the stuff that goes on in the United States. And um, I I know we have a lot of American listeners. So one of the one things that I will say that I can say is um, when it comes time to vote, you should be voting. Yeah, it you have to be voting. I mean, I I listen to and I I kind of implore 
as many of you as possible to listen to the to the opening of uh, Rewinder Raw this week with uh, Nate Milton and Andrew Thompson, who um, who kind of gave their point of views about everything. And and yeah, one of the main things they were saying was go out and vote. It you might think it's a broken system, but there is the opportunity to change and you can't get your voice heard and not even from a kind of presidential level, but just your local community and stuff. Um, I mean, one of the things I, I feel is, and, and also I want to say from, from our point of views, cause we, we, we want to learn as well. So if we Definitely. say shit that you disagree with or whatever, you have our, you have our Facebooks, you have our Twitters, you have our Instagrams, you have everything. Like we, we want to make it an open dialogue with you guys. But it's people are saying about oh these these protests are like the violence and stuff and yeah it's got bad but why is that a thing people say oh I wish they protest peacefully and that shit's happened they've tried and you to know do what that. and and I'm talking obviously we're talking about America here but this is a global thing people it seems care about a fucking song a national anthem a flag over flesh and blood and that's wrong people care about football over fucking flesh and blood and that's wrong yeah sure it's great be proud in your country your people but build that country that you should be proud of and if people are think saying hey our country isn't all it's cracked up to be don't be oh you're a shit football player so i'm not listening to you oh you're disrupting the anthem at the beginning maybe listen if you're late to work because protests are blocking your traffic, it's annoying. But why? Why is that thing happening? And not even just like Black Lives Matter at the moment, but any kind of protest, maybe listen. And I, I think just in, in general, just listen to what people have to say. And it, it's something that just fucking irritates me with politics all the time is these debates. There's never any listening between the two parties. It's just shouting over each other right. and how can change ever happen if you don't listen so obviously like here listen to your uh listen to your black friends your family your enemies as well i have well i have something to say try like try and come to something that makes this world a better place because let's face it 2020 sucks and most of us are saying 2020 sucks but these are issues that have been going on for hundreds and hundreds yeah. of years, and it's appalling that that is still a thing. It's it's crazy because uh, you know me and you, you're like thirty. I'm just about to turn thirty soon, and we're we're from like an older generation where like even family members and other people we grow up with that are like raised like a certain way and just are, are they think a certain way, and and that's kind of how we see a lot of the world. But uh, something that I've taken pride of, like my my whole life, I've I've had the the like like privilege and and like pleasure of growing up in different places and with so many different uh, cultures. Toronto again is is like just so multicultural that I love this city so much that I that uh, I I am like appalled that some of the stuff we had a lot of American listeners, some of our friends who know where we actually where the BDE Brain Davies State is, and people were messaging us like, "Hey, I saw Toronto was just outside of our door uh, actually with these these protests that weren't uh, violent at some parts, but 
it's it's just interesting because I found through my life growing up in and all the years I've lived that um, I I have I love to find family members or friends who are kind of stuck in a older thinking thing or bracket and don't even know what they're they're saying or or are thinking and I take great pride in in dare I say just bitching out friends or family members that have um, wrong views and I say wrong because you have. It's not about you know politics and and liberals and and stuff. It's actually knowing about what's right and wrong and just Absolutely. looking at things. So um, I, I kind of I kind of have been doing that, and I think that maybe my advice to some people is don't you, you know that one that one grandpa that's like ah it's it's Grandpa Joe you know he thinks like that and you know what well you should maybe tell Grandpa Joe to fuck off like realistically tell him Grandpa Joe uh, sorry maybe you shouldn't be racist in a time and maybe go on to explain and uh, I find it interesting that some you can tell a lot by someone who wants to learn and who doesn't want to learn because like you said who are, who are me and you to, to come on and talk about something especially but this is our platform yeah. so we're going to say something but we 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 also want to learn as well and we absolutely. have been and in these times and that's like that's all we absolutely that, that's I'm just saying we're, we try to be we're a positive thing we are an escape we're a podcast where we just talk about wrestling but like it's it's all over the place and for a reason we know as well we we call you our friends and we we literally have you friends from all over the world all different backgrounds all different religions political beliefs and all that and like we enjoy every wednesday kind of bringing everyone together but unfortunately yeah. the world isn't an up next podcast and it would be lovely if it was wow um what a world that we would just live in. i mean i've been i've been looking uh, at a bunch of things today and just if you if you want to do something and it, whether it be go and join a protest or not obviously it's it's just an incredible time at the moment to be doing that with the pandemic and everything as well but there there are ways that you can help whether it be just as we said voting or talking to each other and and try not to attack but educate and uh, I saw the the website that um, kind of bring it to wrestling. Bianca Belair and Montez Ford have set up. Yeah, it's the cultureconnection.org, and I'm I'm going to read their their mission statement here. But it's uh, the Culture Connection's mission is to advocate, learn, share, interact, and promote positivity. We want to assist those who want to take action, advocate, learn, and more but don't know where to look or start. We aim to create space for all who are interested in taking action by providing an array of information that brings awareness to opportunities to volunteer, advocate and donate in regards to current issues and effects uh, and events affecting black people. So it's kind of this collaborative website they're doing where you can share like documentaries, news articles, books, plays, music, anything that, could further educate uh one another and it's not enough here to preach to the choir like these these things need to be spread sure so yeah. what's the website these things on your social it's the cultural culture connection.org um i i want to contact them because i know as i mentioned on this show before i worked in a theater in london for for many years and it was a political theater and they produced this play um, in 2011, I'm not sure how how big the, the news travelled across the world, but we had riots happen in London over very similar things. It was about 
uh, police brutality against um, kind of the black community. And they did put on a play called The Riots, which was all verbatim. And it was all from interviews with um, like protesters, victims, people who actually did looting and stuff like that. Politicians, police, everyone from all sides involved. And it was presenting all of their stories from those um, those riots that happened in London in 2011. And I think it's that's maybe a kind of important thing to, to look back on. If that's your kind of, um, like, material, if, if, like, reading a play or seeing a recording of a play or that sort of thing helps you. Also, if you want to donate, there are so many, um, just Google kind of ways you can help. Um, like, I know... Uh, Black Lives Matter have websites kind of all over the world. We have one here in Toronto. But there are also pages you can donate to um, help bail out people who have been arrested wrongfully right. during these protests. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of... I know this is a wrestling podcast, but yeah. we kind of really wanted to uh, talk about this off the bat here. Definitely. And- Look, uh, something I do every day. Uh, I- I'm a white guy, but I, myself, you you are my roommate. You can attest because I blare music all the time. I submerge myself in black culture. I am a huge fan of, of, of all things that culture. So there's no way I can coming on a podcast and not mentioning this thing. Um, I, 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 you, you've pointed out this thing that two WWE superstars, which is a show we talk about, have come together and do. And that thing is just amazing. So one more time of that website because it's so cool that so they have such a thing. Uh, thecultureconnection.org um, and yeah so keeping it wrestling related I think uh, Bianca Belair Montez Ford just two fantastic people in the community they're people we look up to as wrestling fans yeah. um, and it's ways you can kind of share as well anything that you can help but also just don't be afraid to talk and definitely I, I again if we've said anything that you think that we need educating on message us like we're definitely We've always said you're our friends, and this is open. So I I use I use Apple Music every day. Um, and yesterday they did the the Blackout Tuesday, and they did this thing where you couldn't when you click the music homepage, it just had a radio station that was playing like essentially a playlist all day, twenty four hours of of these songs curated for today. So I was listening to some Public Enemy, some Jay Z, some really empowering, some really great stuff, and it, it was very inspiring to me to to go through that. And and because of that, uh, I I looked up uh, local Toronto businesses that were that were like you know black owned essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I went to last night and I had myself some dinner. You know what I mean? Like there's different things you can do from big or small that you can do to even affect your your community essentially. So. Um, um, yeah. Uh, again, we're we're just we're usually the the you're listening to us on on your ride to work to talk about wrestling, but we of course had to kind of say something. This is our platform, and if big or small, you got to do something because now is the time. Absolutely. Um, it this might be a kind of weird transition, but as like a, a cheap plug, I guess, which sounds horrible after what we're talking about. But I thought we did a really important show for free on this feed last Friday with. Uh, with our friend Jordan, who, yes. who promotes kind of 
positive thinking and sort of coming together as a community. We recorded it way before we released it, like a few days prior, but, um, and the world has gone completely different in the past week, but we did more of like a mental health, like surviving quarantine and staying at home and like not going insane and, and, you know, finding your kind of peace and stuff. We talk about meditation and stuff and we got a lot of praise. I know whenever, uh, post wrestling, Wei Ting says, that he enjoyed a show, I know it's a knockout. I I, I look at him, I, I try to be like waiting. Mm. And when he says you did a good job, I think we did a good job. And Jordan Goodman, we did it. It was on this very feed. You can go and listen. The feedback has been incredible. At Up Next Podcast, tell us what you think. We're just trying to be positive and, and doing other things that might might not even involve wrestling. We talked about how we got lit at Madison Square Garden, so that was really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. But even if you're kind of like sick of our voices but want some positivity... Just listen to Jordan, Chocolate Croissants. Um, he preaches this stuff. And uh, yeah, and I, I think definitely after kind of the week we've had, like go out, be an activist, like fucking speak your mind, help people, but check in with yourself. Check that you're all right. Because these are like really fucking horrible times we are living in. Yeah. So look after yourself and look after one another because I, I know you know it's kind of awful to say but just because there's all this you know there's protests and and things going on doesn't mean all of a sudden the the pandemic just ends it doesn't just go away because life gets in the way no it doesn't and and things are still kind of scary depending on where you are and and uh from from up next here in the bde we want you to be safe be safe just be safe yeah we say it every week but we safe um okay well We've, I don't want to say we've gotten it out of the way because it had to be done. But um, I guess I got to know how are we doing other than this. We're, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. We have our, our drinks. We have our we drinks. Got our, we got our, our live thing. Our camera's glitching a lot. I don't yeah, know what's going on. Yeah, apologies to anyone in the room right now. <laughs> it's, it's kind of – apparently the audio's fine, but the video's cutting in and uh, out. We do go live it on It is YouTube. what it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we do have a Patreon, and we've done so many shows this past May. We did our best match ever, Stan Hansen, with John Pollock, who broke out his G1 rating system. Um, we did our Godfather review. We made an offer you couldn't refuse. Well, for five bucks a month, you can sign up now. It's the beginning of the month now. And we have so many shows. You instantly get access to all the other shows we've done with John and Wei, with the game shows and all of our past reviews on the on the Patreon. But the month of June, we have coming up, we have some creative shows, including what we're doing this week. We're doing a Was Next because we do an NXT show where we review old NXT. The debut of Roman Reigns in yeah. NXT is what we just are talking about yeah, this week. I, I found this episode... What The show was next is never necessarily about match quality. No, it's William it, Regal commentary. It's it's a commentary review. <laughs> but it, it's a very interesting show to watch on where are they now. We have a Roman Reigns debut and an Xavier Woods Exa- debut. You've got kind of the it's Usos, crazy. Xavier Woods, Biggie, Roman Reigns. So, and actually... A, a pretty killer match between Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. So, so that was a really fun show. Five bucks a month gets you all the reviews uh, that we've been putting out. But if you're a world champion, if you're insane and you're a true and up next expert, you are a world champ for 25 bucks a month. You get uh, all these these privileges, including extra shows. But you also get to join us for a show up yours. And um, this week we have a friend of the show, not only world champ, but MJ from NJ, who's going to be joining us for an awesome pick for our up your show. We're going to be reviewing The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, This is quite funny, actually, because when I kind of put together the schedule um, with kind of up yours and all that, 
there was a theme with all the films we've picked this month, which I didn't realise beforehand. Okay. So we've got The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Obviously the most related to pro wrestling. Of course. Um, another up yours pick we have is Bloodsport, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ooh, so GVD. we're going kind of martial arts there. Okay. And then end of the month, we've got My Dad is a Heel Wrestler oh, with WH Park. So Hiroshi Tanahashi. With Hiroshi Tanahashi. So a super kind of combat sports filled month. Last month we did The Godfather, 8 Mile, Love, Simon. There was a bunch of others in there. Best Match Evers as well. Wow, we're all over the place. All over the place. Uh, so we have so many shows. Patreon.com slash up next is where you can find us. Five bucks a month gets you all the shows we're talking about. And it helps us uh, immensely. In quarantine, we mentioned we're going crazy. And this is how we, we, do, a, we, we do our podcast. Just watching a hell of so a lot of stuff. So shout out everyone who is a patron. Shout out everyone who joins us on this very show and still listening and still supporting. Um, I know that you know wrestling is kind of the last thing on your minds it's definitely on ours but we're here we're still consistent we're still creating these content because we 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 love you guys and we we love doing this for you so appreciate you guys spread the love as i'm rocking my john cena rise above hate t-shirt you can't see unless you're in the youtube live but i'm <laughs> rocking it um so so that's what we've been doing for patreon uh today before we had nxt we cranked out the barbecue in the backyard the bd msg we did we we had some bbq we had some jerk chicken Dominic died jerk Kovic. Yeah. Jerk chicken. Jerk chicken. Uh, some piri piri pork chops, some corn on the cob, some salad. We were healthy. We weren't as healthy as uh, the Garganos. No, but we didn't have carbs today. So that, that's meat. kind of the Gargano way, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that was great. I've actually uh, bought this this cookbook as well, which the Star which, Wars cookbook. I bought the Star Wars cookbook, yes. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, which, yeah, is like. It was all right. It's okay. It's like Princess Leia cinnamon buns and shit like that. Um, but yeah, bought this cookbook, which I've tried out this week uh, three times. It's pretty good. Okay. I, I recommend it. You, you What's can it called? It it's Leon. It's, uh, there, I know there are restaurants in So Latin next week you're going to make me something from maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. Or we might just throw barbecue, something on the barbecue. Yeah, we've become really manly men barbecuing oh, on I've the fire. I've become so manly <laughs> this last week. Like stereotypical, just man. I wow. think my hands have grown and got like rougher. Wow. Um, because uh, we've been. Did you hide in a bunker? I hid in a bunker. <laughs> I've been lifting shit. Uh, you messaged me the other day and you're like, "Hey, on Wednesday, can we sort out the scrump room? Because yeah. the scrump room backs up to the garden." Then my my girlfriend was cooking breakfast yesterday and I was like, "I'm just going to lift shit and sort out the scrump." Room. I was going to help you. I it's asked you because I wanted to do easy. it. I just want to lift shit. Okay, I'm a man. And then he's a man. He's a man. I've been uh, painting at my girlfriend's, so we've been painting the entire wow. place. Uh, there's the the TV thing. It was similar kind of situation. A friend gave her like this huge widescreen TV, but okay. it's the old kind that is super Big. heavy, and the the kind of units it it's on is super heavy. While she was at work, I just fucking took it down, ripped wow. it apart, manly threw it in the dumpster. Um, That's what you got to oh, do sometimes. It's yeah. So then, you've just been on a tear lately. I've just been on a tear. Yeah, I got my bike out, tuned it up, put some air in the tires. I've been biking. I'm still like working a few shifts a week at my actual job, and I've been like biking. Uh, we were barbecuing. I made some uh, fish tacos the other day. I'm becoming a chef too. I know you're talking about your cookbook, but I'm becoming a bit of a of a chef. I I think the the thing I got out of quarantine the most is becoming a better cook and realizing that I got to order some uh, some pans for uh, some new like some stuff. It, the problem is in the BDE, it's just space. It's so 
it's so hard to have the space to to cook everything. Although what I do like is prepping. Like earlier in the day, chopping all the shit you need, put oh. it in little containers. Then when it comes to cooking, you're just like, boom, boom. Gordon Ramsay. Feel like Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> Jamie Oliver, me. <laughs> the naked chef. The naked chef. Hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been like. We did a surviving quarantine, but like literally, that's what I've been. I've been doing. Like I have been working. I've been biking. I've been walking. The weather here is fantastic. We hang out in our backyard now. On our Patreon, we've been doing these backyard garden shows, which has been so much fun. We get cameos from our 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 neighbor yelling his dog. Who names a dog Mora? That's not a dog name. Because I thought he was yelling at his daughter. And I was like, yo, why is my neighbor so mad at his daughter that he's yelling so loud? And then I realized, no, 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 the dog's name is Mora. I'm not dissing anyone who names their dog Mora. But, like, that's a (laughs) human... That's, like, a human name. Like... Isn't oh, it I, weird? I, I'm all Sorry, about, I know we just got way off topic. I'm all but... about human names for animals. Okay, but that, would you call a dog Mora? Like, again, someone no, right weird. now is like, no, Mora is, the, is my dog's name. But, like, no, I'm sorry. Like, it's just weird. Whatever happened to Spot? Or, like, <laughs> if I had a dog, like, name it after a wrestler, but, like, no wrestlers named Mora. I don't know. It's just interesting because I hear this guy yell. He, he, he's one of you. He's a Brit, yeah. Yeah, he yells, Mora, Mora. And I'm like, who is Mora? And then I realize it's a shaggy dog. I feel like you're scared of them. The neighbors. I am. Because every time you're like, we'll be out there, they'll have like fucking TV and music like playing loud. We'll be out trying to watch something and you'll have to so Because I hear him yelling. And <laughs> you never have shit quiet in the house. It's because I and hear. And then you're out there, it's like, oh, but our neighbors. It's like, dude, it's three in the afternoon and they're doing exactly the same. I'm better now because I've heard him yell at his dog all the time. Right. So, like, I. I... You know, I now I'm I blast my music. He liked my music. I was blasting some Simon and Garfunkel the other day. I could tell he was jamming well, to it. It seems like they're wrestling fans as well, right? Oh my god, are they ever? <laughs> Please explain this. So we were uh, we do a show for our uh, world champions uh, once a month, um, and this month we decided to. Uh, just talk a bit about the kind of Undertaker. The last ride. The last ride. So we did a show in our backyard. So we're talking about it. And then, not even, like, it was during it, we suddenly hear JR's voice. And we're hearing these Undertaker matches and the, the rock coming out. And so stuff. our neighbor's kids heard us talking about the Undertaker and asked their, their mom and dad who, what and they were talking mainly about. mainly girls next door, right? Yeah. And no, there's a young boy and there's a young, a young girl. Boy, but it was like, what, like eight, nine Maybe night. twelve, the oldest, maybe. Oh, I, oh, okay, sorry, yeah. And and just watching all these, um, like old, like attitude era. So do wrestling. You, do you ever accidentally introduce wrestling to someone and their kids, and then you kind of are like, "You're, I'm sorry, like sorry that now your kids are wrestling fans, because like it's my fault that you are." wrestling fans because we were talking about wrestling the kids hear us they ask the mom what are they what, what the fuck are these neighbors yelling about wrestling in our backyard because we were recording a podcast because we're insane and all of a sudden now the kids are asking what's a wrestlemania <laughs> who's hulk hogan what is a randy orton it's just interesting that now we introduce them to wrestling. well i think that means now because we got uh, i got my girlfriend for uh, was it Christmas or her birthday? A massive projector with a screen. Yes. And we set it up for Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, yeah. And I watched all of Wrestle Kingdom on this screen. Eight hours in a row. Eight hours in a row. Now I feel we could maybe be at a point where SummerSlam, we could maybe sweet talk the neighbors, set up your big speakers outside and be like, hey, do, do, do you want to join us for SummerSlam? We'll put go. it on the screen. Um, your Wi-Fi seems stronger than ours, so can we we steal yours? Um, But yeah, that would be 
that would be pretty cool. So SummerSlam with the projector outside, Some, and maybe a maybe a tailgate, the for, backyard BDE to, to do the the year anniversary since Takeover Toronto. Maybe have a, a Zoom tailgate or something. Wow, that'll be great. That'll be cool. All right, you've heard it now. We're gonna do something big for SummerSlam Takeover, whatever it may be. Now. Before we move on, unless you have anything else to talk about, we can't move on without talking about Space Force. Space Force? Yeah, they... No, it's not a faction from WCW in 2000. This is a real Space Force. Uh, Yeah, uh, so they they sent a rocket out to the moon. Mm. We went to the moon in 1969 and 2020. So they sent people to space because that's what we should be doing right now. But hey, I'd try to leave right now too, man. If I could get a ride, oh, I'd be gone. The smartest people yeah. around, right? Uh, so um, then there's talk that they're sending a new rover to Mars really mm. soon. There's all sorts. Of, there's rumors. You know, the guy from Blink One Eighty Two found UFOs. It's that 2001. There's murder hornets. Every time I see a wasp now, I think there's a murder hornet in their backyard. Hornet? Yeah. yeah, it's times are crazy right now. Uh, there is that show. I, I've started watching it. So Netflix have quite timely. Right. a show called Space, Space Force, Force written by uh, Steve Carell and Greg Daniels um, starring the cast is ridiculous you've got obviously Steve Carell you've got John Malkovich you've got Lisa Kudrow you have Jane Lynch is in there uh, no real astronauts Ben Schwartz oh no <laughs> it's uh, I've seen the first two episodes so far right. it's really funny I just like saying Space Force as much as I like saying Fight Pit <laughs> <laughs> So there's there's a thing in the show Space Force where um, Steve Carell is calling them spacemen. He's like, "Look here, spacemen!" Okay, and they're giggling, and he's like, "No, that that's that, that's what you're called. You're you are spacemen, and it's really is this is this what we're going with here? Space? I haven't watched space it, man. but I'm more interested in actually sending people to space now. Like, hey, what if you know the aliens were like, yo, this planet's fucked up. Let's give them coronavirus. Or I, I'm more interested in seeing more alien type Mars Would exploration. Would you go to space if we could podcast from space? Definitely. Uh, no, I would love to go to space, but there's no way I'm ever gonna make it. There. Why would they ever put me in space? I mean, they're, they're aiming for civilians. That's that's the thing. I don't know if we're going to be able to afford that in our lifetime. Hey, Patreon's well, money's been we, nice, but I don't Patreon know. Patreon has <laughs> this goal function. So if, if we reach me. a certain number per month, Fuck. we'll send Braden space. <laughs> Why are we sending me? Aren't this, you going to come with me? This is an opportunity for people sick of Braden's voice <laughs> to say- get him off of Up Next, unless there's Wi-Fi in space. Uh, you're goddamn right. I'll be. Of course I'm going to be broadcasting from... I'm going to go Instagram Live from... You know how, I, I, how much I hate Instagram Live, but I'll go Instagram Live from space. If I ever got to go to space, there's so many things I want to do, like meet aliens and... I don't know, like... Aliens are totally real. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think it's kind of, <laughs> I think it's kind of arrogant to think they're not, right? Sure. We're one shitty planet right. that is fucking up big time this year. Maybe aliens are the in, way. Like billions of planets, dude. Maybe we're the aliens. We are the aliens. Yeah, you know. Wow, we went out. We've been all over the place tonight. Yeah, we haven't even started the NXT. You know where we should go now? Uh, <laughs> to Florida. Another weird. <laughs> Let's go to full sale. The Performance Center for June third, two thousand twenty. Uh, sorry if we offended anyone. We just I, we try to get these transitions real smooth. Did you just say you're sorry to anyone in Florida that you've offended? Yeah. Oh, 
Not, you know, we are an NXT show. I don't know how many people from Florida listen to us. I can be honest. I don't I know. know. Hit us from, up if you're from Florida. Shout out us if you're <laughs> at Up Next Podcast. Where are you at from Florida? We do love a nice, uh, uh, you know, All you need to say call. is, at Up Next, fuck you, Braden, and we know you're from Florida. Oh, I go to then. Florida all the time. Or if I you're from Florida. New Jersey, you insult them a lot as well. No one's ever dissed me for dissing New Jersey. And you know how many listeners we have from New Jersey? Half. yes let's go to florida let's talk about nxt from june 3rd 2020 we go to florida in fact the show starts off with a match that was promoted and advertised for tonight which is candice LeRae versus mia yim but as this match is beginning to start candice LeRae attacks mia yim yeah right before the bell goes just jumps her beating down on her it's just the heel, the heel. Just, she's that she's so, is super healy. She's the poisonous pixie. Poisonous pixie. Right. So she attacks me again, but the match now officially starts. She's on the attack, hits three step-up sentons for two counts. Uh, Mia Yim gets some offense in, hits the cannonball, and they start to brawl on the outside. And this is where they are both counted out. The ref is like, you are out of here. And... Um, as they're continuing to fight, they brawl on the entrance ramp. There's like a kind of a messy looking Huracan Rana from Candice to Mia, sending her into the Titantron. It looked like she did the, the motion to kind of do a Huracan Rana and then Mia Yim just headbutted the Titantron deliberately. Yeah. It didn't look very It was weird. Uh, out come like a bunch of the women's division, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. It's just madness here um out comes johnny gargano who of course just has to get his face in here he's kind of being snob but it's noted that he's wearing his uh you know um tight jeans yeah his skinny jeans and his his jacket the jacket we've mentioned the white jacket um it looks fresh but he's out here wearing this and he's kind of getting his nose into the business of candace loray and all these women and out comes the north american champion keith lee in all of his gray sweatpants glory, he is here. And uh, Johnny is like, uh-oh, he's he's shook. So him and Candace kind of do the runaround where they're scared and uh, kind of dipping out of here. And as they're on the entrance ramp, the announcer, the rain announcer, says that William Regal has announced that this is now a mixed tag match. Okay, I hated the beginning of this show. <laughs> okay. I gave Raw a shot. For the first time in a while this Monday. And I think there were three matches that didn't have a finish. One of which people attacked and it turned into a tag match. Just like, come on. Where's the creativity here? Like, It's going to be a tag team match, player. Is pretty much what this was. If they build this week as just Gargano... Like the Garganos against Lee and Mia Yim. Yeah. I think that would be more attractive on paper than a me and Candice LeRae match anyway. So do you, are you really protecting both me Yim and Candice LeRae so much, both who have lost so much in NXT that you can't afford to have either win here? And then you have the two men show up, not even in wrestling gear for the rest of the match. I don't know. I just, I think I was sour from watching three hours of raw where this happened in three matches on Monday. Got you. But it, it's just cookie cutter WWE booking, which NXT for the most part isn't cookie cutter. It has been, but it has, it has been, been recently, and here it is again. And this just for the start of the show, I just groaned, especially when you've only advertised 
this match and the Drake match. Like, why not just advertise this as the match? Absolutely. Like, I don't understand. You've got this is the go home show before uh, in your house. Have the Lees versus the Garganos. Yeah. I found it very, very interesting that they went about this this way. Uh, So now it's a tag team match. Johnny's not in his gear, but he's going to wrestle. He's in his skinny jeans, and they make mention that he looks like he bought them at Baby Gap. Oh. I will say, though, when when I can finally go to a wrestling show again, kind of my my problem often is I like going out after the show and don't necessarily want to be in a wrestling shirt. Right. I'm going to dress as Johnny Gargano. I kind of do anyway. Yeah. But I'm going to buy that jacket. That jacket. And then I can go to an NXT show in the jacket. Skinny right. black jeans, sneakers, white t-shirt, and then go out and people people know no. People who don't like, are like, Whoa, you're Johnny Gargano. You're gonna, They're yeah. going to be like, are you Johnny Gargano? Exactly. Wow. What, what do you think of my plan? Yeah, well, I'll just, uh, then I'll be Keith Lee. I'll get I some gray sweatpants. I'll be Candice LeRae. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just be in gray sweatpants and pink sneakers? Yeah, yeah. Love it. I mean, it works for me usually, so it's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is a tag team match. Mia Yim uh, at one point gets kind of is tossing Johnny around, uh, but then he quickly tags in Candice here. Uh, Candice and Mia Yim are are brawling. There's the soul food, which you got angry because it's so similar to eat defeat. I don't get it why she has protect your neck. Yeah, two moves, one of which is her finisher, and they're one she uses a foot, the other she uses a shin. It's very similar. They're very similar. Uh, Candace sells it like she's knocked out, but kicks out at two. Uh, Johnny gets in here. He's he's uh, being beat up by Keith Lee when they're two in because the guys have to fight the guys. And Johnny gets his jacket taken off, which you know, the jacket's over. If there was a crowd, the jacket would be over. Uh, how I have not bought you that for your birthday yet is beyond me. I think it's because it was sold out. How did you say Borton? Bought it. How have I not bought okay. it? How have I, I not bought it? How have I not boughten? <laughs> how have I not bought you that? How have I not bought you that jacket? Keith Lee is beating up Johnny Gargano, lifts him up for the spirit bomb, power bomb, and Johnny, who is was wearing his, his jeans and his jacket, all of a sudden starts to look like he's raking the eyes of Keith Lee, but in fact, he's using his car keys and stabs Keith Lee in the eye. While this is all happening, Candice LeRae rolls up Mia Yim, and the Garganos beat Keith Lee and Mia Yim. The key to the rebel heart is here. He used his car keys. Here I am watching this being like the dude's wrestling in that fucking jacket. That's so funny. And you know what you keep in your jacket or you keep in your pocket in your jeans? Your keys. Yeah. This this was NXT being smart again. You also had last week Johnny Gargano saying, hey, Candice, start the car. Um, yeah, so yeah. You've seen start them in the their car. cars. <laughs> this is a thing. They drive to full cell together. <laughs> He's in his street gear, of course. With he their new dog. his car keys on him. Um, this was smart. I like this. Yeah, Just this hated, saved it for me. Hated yeah. everything building up to this, but smart, creative finish. Uh, I, I think I'll continue to say on this show, Johnny Gargano is my favorite character in NXT for the past long time. Like I'm talking since since he's been on this role, he's the he is the guy here for me. And this was. Adding to the heel character here, like what a fucking bitch yeah. that he's using his car keys to 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 fight a guy in this match. But to be fair, he didn't sign on for this match, so no. that's why he had them in his pocket. I love I love this this ending here. They're very creative, and it gets the tease for you didn't really get to see Gargano and Keith Lee really. No, I mean, that, and that was good. They kept them separate. Um, that's kind of the match I'm most looking forward to. Oh, this I, I think it'll be a Sunday. hell of a match. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I think so. I think that's I main event worthy. We'll do our predictions at the end of the show. Yeah, definitely. We have a video for Cross and Champa reminding us that 
it's gonna get it's gonna get violent this Sunday. We have Dexter Loomis who's backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell. She says, "Hey, what are the odds of?" And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm not talking." And then he pulls out, he disappears, and then he brings back like an artist's axle, like a painting yeah. thing, with paint, and he starts to draw in something. And uh, we go, we go to commercial and disappear. So we'll see what Bob Ross has to <laughs> come up with later. We have a video where Drake earlier tonight, Drake Maverick, who's in the cruiserweight finals tonight, he says, "Today could be the best day ever or the worst tonight." I could be champion, or I cannot be. You see, today is a day anything can happen. You know what? I want cookies. I've been training so hard. Today is my cheat day. I want cookies. And you know what? I want chocolate cake. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I'm just excited. You see, all the chips are down, and I'm going to roll the dice. Tonight is my night. So I'm looking into your eyes right now. I don't know what's going to happen, but that's the beauty of it. Today is a new day. He says... uh Hi, cameraman. I can look directly into you today. I th- I'm pretty sure I've heard that that's uh, Vinceism. He doesn't like people looking in the camera. Ridiculous. Um, another ridiculous thing. I know it used to look kind of shitty. I know WCW, they did it a lot. As they're wrestling, they kind of look into the camera and do it. Sure. It does look cheap. Um, I'm pretty sure that is a Vinceism, though. So for Drake here, it's his last day in the office. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. Uh, this was really good. This guy, this story of this dude has been kind of a highlight week to week. And this is kind of the culmination here where he's like, look, uh, today is supposed to be my last day. There obviously was rumors circulating today of him. Like, is he going to resign? Is he not going to resign? What's the deal with this? Because they're pushing a character that they fired, realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I thought this was really good. I think I think we've praised him a lot on the microphone. And, and it shows why. It instantly get you go, oh, this match is tonight. Yeah, this is a big deal. Is he the best in the company on the mic? He might. Like, showing him here, like, legit especially right as of right now yes tell me who's better right I think now so like I mean, no one's going as good as this. there's a difference between like a baby face and a heel i think even though samoa joe's transitioned to kind of commentary now yeah i think he's a fantastic speaker as a heel i can't think of a baby face just as natural as charismatic as passionate as believable as drake maverick in wwe and even if his wrestling career winds down they got to keep him on to, like, fucking teach these people how to sound like a human being. He just sounds like an actual you know? person, yeah. The character really comes out here. I, I really like this guy on the microphone, and uh, it reminds me to tell you, listening right now, that, you know, tomorrow, today, whatenever it may be, is a new day. So, yeah, Do, you know, eat cookies. Eat cookies. If you want to eat cookies, then fucking eat cookies. But don't you fucking dare eat a raisin cookie. Don't eat one. Excuse me? Don't eat one. Oh, you've got this weird thing with raisins. Well, raisins, I don't have issues with raisins. I have issues with raisin cookies pretending to be chocolate chip cookies, but that's another thing for another day. I think you just don't read properly. It's like when you bought that dresser that's too small, and you said, they fucked me over, they sent me a small... But then they also hit our tree. No, you just just ordered a small dresser. (laughs) They also, also, uh, it's like scuffed up. Okay. Like, like it has scuffs on it. I was like, guys, I just put this out of the box. Why is it scuffed up? And back to raisins the other day. Oh, I bought this raisin iced tea and it sucked it tastes like raisins it's like well what did you expect i don't even like raisins like no one anyone listening though you ever think you bought you're biting into a chocolate chip cookie but then you realize it's not and it's a raisin cookie don't tell me that that's i don't think of a bigger disappointment ever than one time i was just like at it like a grocery store at like four in the morning i was like and you really need this chocolate chip cookie what about it wasn't a chocolate hot chip. summer's day yeah this, this was a kid still scarred by it okay 
have your plastic flask, like thermos plastic things flask? weren't a thing okay. back then. Yeah. Have your plastic flask, okay. it's hot, you're playing tennis, and you, you go, you think your mum's giving you some water with some ice in yeah. the flask. It's, it's going to be cold water. <laughs> it's like hot, plasticky orange juice. Ew. When you're trying to hydrate. Ew. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that scars you more Is that why you don't like orange juice? Then fruit in a cookie. Come on, grow up. Fruit in a cookie is not I good. I love orange juice. Yeah, but so you're not scarred then. All I right. still can't eat I, raisins. I still, like, don't trust <laughs> drinking from a plastic bottle. Well, I don't trust chocolate chip cookies. We both have trust issues for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how we got onto that, but chocolate cake is also good. And that's what Drake Maverick is going to eat today. He's going to eat his cake going to eat his cake. We have our first prime target of the evening, which is Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream. Now, uh, I don't read ahead. Mm. It's been a while. I don't read ahead, but they've already filmed this match. Yes. <laughs> it's a drive through match. It's like a parking lot brawl. Thing, it's right? a, it's a, what's what do you call it when you go like a drive-in, like a movie? Yeah. Drive-in movie. Didn't, WCW did was it what was it called Buck Wild or something where they had all the bikers they had the ring in like a biker park it sounds similar to that but just with cars in Florida (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they've already filmed this thing they kind of mention it here they show you clips of it Uh, the parking lot brawl for the NXT championship Adam Cole Adam Cole is celebrating something here tonight. We have the prime target. Adam Cole is in a red suit. Man, that suit is fresh as fuck. They undisputed era can dress. Nicely. Yes, yeah, he does. He shows up. He's ready. A limo pulls up, and it's the boys. It's the undisputed era, and guys, the return of Cool Kyle. Cool Kyle's back. Cool Kyle's not only back. Cool Kyle's in a hat. Cool Kyle is in a fedora-looking thing. Sticks his head out the window. He's like, hello. Uh, this is my highlight of the whole show, <laughs> is Kyle O'Reilly with his his quarantine scruffy beard. Ginger beards unite, Kyle, my brother, Canadian, uh, with his fedora. And they do, they get in the limo. It's all the boys with Undisputed Era. And they do their classic. You know un, you know those group of guys? Everyone knows that one group of guys. Undisputed Era is that group that do. <laughs> they're that guys, if you wanted to know. They all do that, and they say it's a special occasion because it is officially one year of Adam Cole being NXT champion. He won the championship from Gargano at TakeOver 25, and it was a one year ago. Time flies. Crazy. So they're celebrating. They're at a restaurant. Uh, I believe it's uh, – what's the restaurant here? Fres- Fresco, somewhere obviously in Florida. Um, they're – they're drinking bubbly. They're celebrating. We see clips of Velveteen Dream, the challenger, who's rollerblading. Uh, he's saying, you know, um, he's ta- He's kind of talking on his phone to FaceTime while he's rollerblading to the camera. And he's talking about how it's his time and how, you know, Adam Cole is – his time is over and such things. We see Undisputed Era back in the restaurant and there's Kyle O'Reilly with my compliments to the chef – uh, they all stand up. There's a cheers because Adam Cole is the champion. He says, I love you guys and I'm so proud. And it's been one year and we'll have another and the prophecy will regain. And uh, can we get some more bread? They're that guys. They're the guys <laughs> who always want more bread, even at Olive Garden. Cheap. Undisputed Era doesn't tip. The bread's, the bread's the free. Bread's free? <laughs> yeah, we'll have more bread. We'll have more bread. I <laughs> uh, just need a bit more time with the menu here. Yeah, bread we'll have an bread. ice cream between the four of us. Bring four spoons. Here, enjoy your 10%. Uh, 
They're those guys. <laughs> Undisputed Era don't tip. No, they tip. They're heels. They, they don't, don't know tip. how to. Prop. Heels don't tip. Um, yeah, I. This was the the kind of undisputed stuff was fun. This wasn't a prime target for me. No, I felt this kind of cheap in the name prime target. Yeah, like what Vel- I what I love with these and the women's one was better. We'll get to that later. But what I've loved with the prime target so far is think you have you've had. Uh, like Volta training in Germany, you're you see him watch uh, like training his his people in his school. Uh, there are like clips from WXW. Yeah, um, you've had Gargano going back to the school he trained at and seeing like his father's shop and stuff like that. You've got Velveteen Dream here, where you could have him for this kind of break character and tell his story about. Um, being on the independence, going to tough enough at a young age, being being cut from that because he was deemed too cocky. And then, well, I I created this persona, this Velveteen Dream. You you should have him as Patrick Clark because this hasn't worked. The the, yeah. the dream like title experiment hasn't really worked. No, for me. it's not over for and me. And B they descri- Pat McAfee describes him as Dennis Rodman, which I love. It's like, yeah, he he loves this flamboyance and thing but at the end of the day he gets the job done and you should have that with with dream as patrick clark i wasn't ever going to be a champion as patrick clark i needed to change something and that's where i started looking at artists like prince and that and then you see his evolution from when he started that gimmick and he i think you voted him worst wrestler of the year or something one year or something like that well it's interesting you said that because i i did do a show once with the live audio wrestling we did worst gimmicks of the year on our worst of show at one point and at the time velveteen dream was prince the gimmick was straight up prince it was he came out acting like prince the purple everything like it was the the purple rainmakers his finisher still because of that like it still goes up that avenue and here we see him ending the prime target with Velveteen Dream looking in the mirror and he says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who will be the greatest NXT champion of them all. And the mirror then changes from his reflection to a prince impersonator who then says, hey, dearly beloved, you will be the greatest NXT champion. So Prince now is brought back into this. I'm not still quite... Which don't you think that would have been such a cool ending if you had him... Talk about, about his influences gotcha. and stuff. And by the end, it's kind of break kayfabe for a bit. Sure, the dream has no recollection of that or right, whatever. Yeah. But just for, for if you're going to advertise a prime target, that's what I want to see. I want to see who the human being is. I thought to him rollerblading showed me like that's what he likes to do, and that's how you know maybe gets fit. I, I don't know, but it, you're right. It was this. This didn't feel it's like that. Undisputed era. We've seen. Like be in limos, they're the bros. Drink and be bros. I like that the best part of this. That was funny, but yeah. that that was a regular undisputed era segment. Yeah, I think Patrick Clark Velveteen Dream was who you needed to focus on here, and then you can just have Cole being a heel at dinner to contrast it. This, yeah, didn't work for me. We got more bread, and we got Prince impersonators. Yeah, that let's, was it. It was no substance for me. Let's get crazy. It was just bread. I mean, I, I'm a Prince fan, but this was weird. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. It could have been done. A, it didn't... It should have got me more hype for the match. It didn't do that. Which... It was Portland, wasn't it? We Was it Portland we had the first prime target a year ago? Sure, yeah. And we'd already seen Gargano v. Cole at... Uh, what would it have been? New WrestleMania. York. Yeah. New York. 
so we didn't think, okay, how much more can you do for this? And then you had the prime target and you go, oh, you've added something else and it made you interested. Well, there's another one tonight and we'll get to that a little later on. But they ended the prime target with, we will find a setting for this backyard, backlot brawl. Not a backyard. We should have a backyard brawl. Yeah. Uh, backlot brawl, which the, speak easy. The, sen- the, the, the setting's already been placed because it's full sale again. Mm. It's like triple A. In fact, I think it's going to not really make sense. Why are they fighting in a backyard back lot? Why are they fighting with cars? Does that have any reason? Did they explain it, that here? It doesn't no. fit either of their gimmicks. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't keep anyone out. It's not like this time... Okay, steel cages have been ruined because everyone always interferes. But at least the gimmick is meant to keep people out. Yeah. Now you're doing it in an open parking lot where... Literally, the parking lot where everyone gets attacked. It's full sale parking lot. Like, full sale parking lot is the most dangerous place on earth. Yeah. Why would you have and a match there? This doesn't feel unsafe. Like, this doesn't really feel like a blood feud that warrants that. Sure, it's gonna. They're, they're aiming for cool, but there's no reason. At least, at least a boneyard match fits Undertaker. You know? Yeah. This doesn't really fit. Okay. Does Dream show up in uh, a purple car, or does he show up on a purple couch? Because uh, they're showing up in cars, right? The limo purple is... limo, it opens up and he's on a kind of purple couch in the and, limo. And doves come out. Doves come out, doves sure. Brandy Lauren is pushing the car. Yeah. With Joey yeah. Janelle? With Joey Janelle. Yeah. Yep. I'm sad about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't find this one too great, but there was another one tonight and I like that one. Um, we come back from commercial break after this and we see Dexter Loomis, who's been painting or drawing this entire time. And he ha- he's been doing something, which is a word I can never pronounce. Caricature? Caricature. <laughs> we know now what Dexter Loomis was doing before he was earning the big bucks in WWE. Yeah. He was in uh, Times Square. He was in Leicester Square. Was Wonderland. He was at Wonderland drawing caricatures. So he was drawing Undisputed Era in this car with all of them sticking out. And the interviewer, Mackenzie's like, wow, that's very impressive. So... It cut away when he was doing this, and you think, you figure, okay, obviously he just didn't draw this because it just like cut away. But actually, uh, their Twitter account posted the, the time lapse of him actually drawing this nice. live tonight. So Dexter Loomis did actually do this drawing. Now, my takeaway from this was it was, I believe, Kyle, Bobby, and Roddy leaning out the back of the car with him driving it. So. I think he's saying his intentions are he wants to take out Adam Cole and lead Undisputed Era. Dexter Loomis is going to lead Undisputed That's what he wants. I, so no. I, I see him being involved in the finish of the Okay, no, I see something. Car, Sorry. Which makes, then kind of makes the parking lot thing make a bit more sense because he's a creepy cunt who'll be in parking lots, you know? Wait, so he he's in the picture he drew, his Bob Ross drawing, there was no trees. I do watch me some Bob Ross on Netflix, but uh, he, he drew Undisputed Era in the back of the car. Correct me if I'm... I, I'm going to try and find the picture, but I don't think Adam Cole is in the picture. I think so, it's, it's so you know what that means. He's, and him. Yeah, that means he's kidnapping them so or they don't interfere in the match. Or he's kidnapping them. So they don't interfere in the in the title match. He's Maybe. saying I'm getting rid of them. Oh yeah, they're tied up. Oh yeah, no, wait, yeah. It's it's Adam Cole. In the it's picture. Kyle who's not in it. So okay, he, so, so maybe he's going to form a tag team with Kyle. I don't understand this drawing at all. Didn't really make sense, but it reminded me of Bob Ross. And... But it, it's kind of the only link we've got to cars that could signify <laughs> lazy this AF. weird 
So uh, weird. This weird match stipulation. Uh, here's a match that had no stipulation, just a regular match. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus the most interesting personality in the world of professional wrestling, Tony Nese. Yeah. <laughs> you get mad at me on our Up Nextras every Thursday on our Patreon. We review AEW, and I recently have such beef with... Uh, who do I have? Fuck, I can't remember his name. Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian and, and Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Holy Havoc. hell, do I no, hate them. I have, like, <laughs> you did it to Tony Nese. You went on your... You were uh, you checked out. I, I watched. The match was fine. Ah, uh, you're on your phone. The match was fine. <laughs> I'll never be like, that guy's shit. Go off you for did a, this. Go off for a smoke. Come back and be like, this match sucked. <laughs> having just seen the pinfall. I won't do that. Kip Sabian. Tony Nese, I've got zero problem with his wrestling. Right, it's zero personality. Problem. This match was fine. He was against Swerve. It's just he's a guy who's feels like he's been there for five years, hasn't changed at all, and his gimmick is he shows off his arms and his abs that, quite frankly, aren't as good as half the rosters. Wow, like they're nice. Sure, Boris. you've got better abs than me. You've got bigger <laughs> biceps than me, but there's a dance like more people who are, you know taller than you and more ripped than you wow so why are you showing it shots off shots fired like he's someone I feel would like just like put him in Seth's group or something you know just nah. completely change him up if 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 you're gonna keep this guy employed is there is a the, name for that group yet the lights is it the lights I the light that that faction have changed like six times already already right yeah uh, it's interesting because Austin Theory is a guy we've been watching on this show and then kind of disappeared and now he's in that group which I think is good for him because wow it's, it's fantastic him, yeah but I'm just interested in the in the light um, so yeah Tony Nese and Isaiah Swerve Scott uh, they go back and forth they're both kind of similar they got high flying ability they're in the cruiserweight kind of division here um, Tony Nese is on the outside with Swerve and kind of fish hooks him at some point which is kind of an innovative move I really do like I enjoy all fish hook what a, what a heel move Putting your, especially in today's age you don't put your fingers in someone else's mouth that's gross yeah. so I enjoyed it uh, there was uh, a commercial break they go back and forth uh, there's like um, a slugfest into a guillotine there's a brain buster another back and forth strikes and counter there's a double springboard jump into a lion salt from Nice. Swerve gets out of the way. Nice lands on his feet, then gets dumped with a boot to the face. They're back in the ring. Uh, Tattoo Jack. Tattoo Jack has come back. He's come back. Uh, he walks down. He's rolling up his sleeves, looking to show off his. He's, he's like, oh, I gotta show my tattoos. He's like, about to good take, money for these. He's about to take his shirt off. And, you want to see uh, the ship? <laughs> We see Nice get a roll up. It's distracted. Uh, there's uh, like the dead eyed bastard driver, which is blocked into a roll up. And Isaiah Swerve Scott gets the W, wins this match, even though the distraction from Tattooed Jack. Uh, this match was really quick. It needed. To, it, it didn't really have a purpose. I guess it's going to forward for, push forward a feud between Tattoo Jack and Isaiah Swerve Scott, and maybe just give the. the is that cr- what you took from it? Well, well I, I took he was costing Tony Nice the match. Oh, well, no, well, he tried to co- he tried to cost he tried to make Swerve lose, but it ended up it was reversed and okay. he countered the move. So okay. it is a he tried to he even he even teamed with Nice at the end, like they both chased off Swerve who escaped. So it's some sort of like formation of a team, I guess, between Tattoo Jack and Mister Abs. Tattooed right. Abs. Tattooed Abs. <laughs> um, I think like. Don't, I, I kind of joke about both guys. I think Tony Nice and Jack Gallagher are very talented. It's just that OG 205 
stink sure of course they were in that first cruiserweight tournament they've been on 205 for so long um jack has like evolved and changed himself a bit as time's gone nice hasn't so there is that switch off factor with me um and i don't particularly like swerve mixing up with that because i think he's cool and fresh but he's starting to feel a bit run-of-the-mill now John Cena in the group on the YouTube live says they, they'll be called Tattooed Jacked. Tattooed Jacked. <laughs> Love it. Would be the tag team. Like, what the fuck is Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc's tag team name? We're two British. One wears flowers and one wears black. Yeah. <laughs> black flowers of death is what they should be sure. called. Uh, yeah, Tattooed Jacked is the name of this new tag team here in NXT. Uh, yeah, this just kind of gives the Cruiserweight something to do in the meantime. It's like a side sub yeah. s- subpar storyline plot here on the show. Uh, we have a match up next. Now, this is a important match. This is a three-way tag team match, so six men involved. And the winner of this match goes on to be the number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Now, we were told that this was a three-way tag, but one of the tag teams was a secret. We don't know who they are. Who could they be? So out comes Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. Come down to the ring. Outcome Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. Throw them up. Throw them up. Throw them up. And who could the third team be? Now, I jokingly said at my TV, oh, is it going to be Kushida and Alex Shelley, the time splitters or something? I don't know. And you said, <laughs> no. Knowing this, it's going to be Tyler Breeze and Fandango. And then the music hit. <laughs> We see a space shuttle, Space Force. Space Force. Space Force. Zoltan. And we see the three, two, one, and it's a rocket launch. And all of a sudden, it is a bunch of astronauts, and it's Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Breezango! They got us again! <laughs> this, this has to be their gimmick now. Whenever there's a surprise, a surprise it's going to be either one of them or both of them. But you could build this for... A whole year as the surprise, and then Fuck. it could finally be the debut for someone huge. How mad was I? They start to come out, and then they. Oh, Ugh. it was when Kashida had built up for a week his mystery partner. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, this this was actually very funny. This was funny, considering yeah. we just talked about space a little bit. Like space is oh, a hot subject yeah, right now, and all of a sudden relevant. they do this in, in, entrance where they're the, the male strippers, they're the magic mic, and Brizango come out here. Uh, they're higher than space exploration, says Moira Ronaldo. Then there's references of Elon Musk and how Fandango would be a good guy to go to Mars and colonize. Would he be the best choice to go to What's Mars? That? Fandango, would he be the best choice to go to Mars and colonize? And colonize? No. Maybe. Would everyone just be dancing and having a good time? I read earlier, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but Uh-oh. Elon Musk is considering buying Facebook just to delete it. Wow, that... That'd I mean, right. kind of sucks for our new Facebook group. <laughs> Up next podcasts. Join the conversation. Like Join the conversation. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, Fandango on Mars is interesting. He'd find some life forces to ballroom dance with, I'm sure. They'd be like, there he goes. That's the guy. You know what I've always thought when it comes to, like, Mars and things? Yeah. Why do aliens always be like, hey, we're from Mars? Like, how did they come up with the same name of the planet as us? Conspiracy. Right? <laughs> I don't know what you just said, but <laughs> conspiracy. It was just a coincidence that the this planet 
thousands of miles away and we've never interacted happen to just call it the same name? They're Mars. Aliens. Mars. Yeah. yeah. Aliens. I don't think you follow it. <laughs> I'm more intrigued that I'm seeing two astronauts here, and I mean astronauts. Fandango, Breezango. They're back on NXT. He's the main important. I thought he was injured. Well, yeah, that's what I was checking up before they started because I was like, oh, it's going to be Breezango. But um, apparently, uh, I think associate producer John Ceno said he didn't opt for the, the surgery he was meant to have. So he's okay. back. Well, um, we have uh, a series of like different... Because there's six guys in this match. There's three teams here. Uh, Undisputed Era, Brit Ambrawlers, and Breezango. All the teams are brawling with each other. We at one point get a sit-out powerbomb by Breeze to Roddy. Uh, Danny Burch is chopping Tyler Breeze up. Um, there's back from a commercial break. There's forearms from Roddy. He's Roddy Strong is just beating up everyone at one point. There's backbreakers. Breeze hits the supermodel kick. Birch gets his top rope drop kick. There's more backbreakers. There's power slams from Fandango to everyone. There's then a Falcon Arrow, and Roderick Strong breaks that up. Uh, Only Lorcan comes in. He's hitting double blockbusters. It's madness from start to finish. Um, there's a tope to the outside. Danny launches Fandango onto everyone else. Supermodel kicks. Undisputed Era breaks that. Dexter Loomis is in the crowd now, staring through the plexiglass. He's just staring. He's just watching. There's the beauty shot from Breeze to Bobby Fish. And Dango goes up top with the top rope Fandango leg drop. The ballroom blitz. And Breeze Ango get the pin. And Breeze Ango are your number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team titles. Yeah, bit of a surprise there. Uh, I thought this was a pretty fun match, though. Yeah. Uh, All all six are really good. I think, as we said about kind of the the stink with Tony Nese and and Tattoo Jack, there is that to an extent with Breezango. But I think think the two of them, Fandango especially, always impresses me. I thought his hot tag looked great when he was doing his kind of power slams, the the run-up DDT and the Michinoku driver. I, I think he's great. It's just he's never someone... I could take seriously anymore right. because of the gimmicks he's been given. And in a different universe, I, I think he could be a bit more of a star than he actually is. Yeah, I think so too. I know we've been doing our was next and Johnny Curtis is who he's been playing when we've been watching mm. and doing these shows. It's just interesting that like he has potential. It just, he ended up with this stinky there, gimmick. There's nothing you can do. After, Once you're a dancing gimmick, a ballroom yeah. dancer, nothing. It's, it's so hard to get out of. And especially doing that for so long now, <clears throat> if you do it for a year or two, you can maybe break away, go elsewhere, prove yourself. But this long, it's difficult, but I thought this was a really enjoyable match. I agree. There was so many. It got you got to get your shit in, if you will, uh, yeah. for wrestling. Everyone got to do their stuff. Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch, for me, should have won the match. It's a, kind of a shocker, upset that Breezango wins. I agree. They got new shirts. Once yeah. you get new shirts, well, they had a new Titan Tron and everything. They had a video last week. I think in that's the because SummerSlam isn't too far away. That's right. only a couple of months. I f- don't think we're having a tag title match at in your house. It hasn't been announced. We've already got six matches. Sure. So I see this being a next week a TV yeah. tag title match. Um, we've got the angle with Indusheer coming out after. Yeah, so after this match, um, Imperium come out with the NXT tag team titles. And it's kind of like a standoff between Undisputed Era, Danny and Oni, 
Fandango and Breeze, and then Malcolm Bivens comes out with Indushir, his tag team, the two big lads there. And it's kind of like a whole, like, what is going on here? Even though Breezango won the number one contenders. So I'm just a little confused. This is I, a little foggy here. I see it. Uh, Breezango are going to face Imperium in a couple of weeks. Indushir will probably come out and interfere. You'll then have maybe... Breezango get killed by Indushir in a match down the line. Right. Then maybe Imperium Indushir, and then SummerSlam you have like Danny and Oni going for the tag titles. Maybe a, a multi-team thing. Give them the win finally. But I think big win. SummerSlam they're really aiming to have a crowd for that weekend. Are we going? <laughs> um, <laughs> Take over tailgate, baby. So I I feel Birch and Lorcan will have their time, but it'll be. It'll be at a takeover. Yeah. Brizango is a TV a TV match. I agree. Uh, there is another match announced for TakeOver, which is a tag team match, which is a women's tag team match, which involves... Just want to go to the... Sorry, the YouTube room uh, yeah. quickly. Uh, Sarah just said, at least it seems like there is a build to the tag division again. Right. Which is so true, because it's kind of been directionless for quite a while now. So now you've got... Suddenly, out of nowhere, it seems like we've got five teams. Whereas teams. I feel it was only a couple of weeks ago we were going, who is there? Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, well, the women's has teams too, which we've been saying on this show. We want the WWE women's tag team titles on this show. Yeah. Give it to us. Give we to want us. this show. You ain't doing shit with it on the main roster, realistically. So give it back to us. Um, well, we never really had it. But uh, Shotzi Blackheart is going to team with Mia Yim and Tegan Knox to go up against Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae at TakeOver In Your House, whether it be the pre-show or on the actual card. But this match is happening on Sunday as well, which we kind of saw the tag team with Shotzi and Tegan, and now it's going to kind of... And then, yeah, last week Candice was feuding with both uh, Tegan and Mia Yim, so this this makes sense. Uh, we'll give some predictions on the show later. Yeah. Um, we also have an announcement for Code Orange being the theme song for this In Your House, which... Which we stumbled upon some music today, which was Poppy, who yeah. is the usual NXT theme. Uh, she's the queen of NXT themes. And Poppy put out a cover of All the Things She Said, which is another wrestling theme somehow, someway. Victoria. Victoria, yeah. Um, but it sounds just like the OG theme. But watch it be it SummerSlam's theme. It watch it. Me. Watch it. It. Yeah. it will be used as a theme in the future. We found Poppy, All the Things She Said. Um, we have a recap last week of Chelsea Green being interviewed post-match with her win with Charlotte Flair last week with Robert Stone. She says, yes, uh, Robert Stone brand came through. You're right. It worked. We've worked. And after tonight, Chelsea Green is the hottest she's ever been. So that's why Robert Stone, you're fired. And she walks off and he's like, ha ha, you're fired too. Bing bong bang. He's doing the anchorman. <laughs> Bing bong, you're fired. And, uh, apparently, uh. She was being serious. Why yeah. so serious, Chelsea Green? She fired Robert Stone, and now uh, she's on her own. So no more Robert Stone. So will we see him? She's looking for a new management. So will we see her with new management, or will we see him with new uh, talent, essentially? We have Aaliyah versus Santana Garrett. And boy, was I right, because Robert Stone pretty much comes down to the ring half beginning of this match because he's now scouting Aaliyah. And he's kind of looking rough. He is, yeah. Uh, Tom Phillips describes him as uh, Ari Gold after a bender. 
uh, which Ari Gold from Entourage, Entourage. Jeremy Piven. Uh, very, yeah, very accurate description. He does, yeah, he does look like Jeremy Piven. He just needs his Lloyd now to scream at. Aaliyah versus Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett, uh, did you know that she creates her own uh, costumes? She does. She does, yeah. Uh, Robert Stone is out here. He's cheering for Aaliyah. Aaliyah also has some new gear, too. Um, I know they mentioned Santana Garrett making her own, but Aaliyah looks pretty good in this new gear as well. Uh, there's a neck breaker. There's some rough back and forth between the two. There's a boot in the corner from Aaliyah, but Santana somehow gets the offense here. She fights back. There's a standing moonsault here, and Santana Garrett gets the W from Aaliyah, and Robert Stone is really upset. He's like, don't lose, don't lose. Ah, oh, you you lost. Uh, you know what? I'm not that interested in you anymore. It's pretty much what just happens. Uh, and then... They say his week went from bad to worse, and he's kind of left like, ah. I I think that the rumor is that Chelsea Green's going to uh, the main roster, yes, right? Yes, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I I see that happening. I do see Aaliyah eventually being with Robert Stone. Sure. Um, I do want to kind of see him build up a bit of a roster. stable, yeah. a bit of a roster. Um they bought him and Bivens in at the same time. And I, I remember we were talking about maybe them building Feuding. up their own kind of Empires. people. But Robert Stone, it weird. Why would you bring in this manager to just kind of have his people <laughs> lose all the time and then be dumped? It's weird. It's, again, this feels kind of main rostery to me. It, cause well, he was on the main roster. It sense. He was, yeah. an, he was an NX extra. What did Wade call them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> NXT Extra. An NXT. Yeah. An N Extra. An N Extra. Yeah. They looked really sad standing around, no chairs for fucking three hours. Just give them chairs. Just give them fucking chairs. Yeah. We have chairs. Or at least stand up during the matches and then sit down during the break, you know? Holy, like, no chairs. That's weird. Wow. That's so weird. Anyways. Uh, Prime Target Part 2 is for the NXT Women's Championship. We see uh, Io Shirai talking to the camera with subtitles, and she says, There's a voice. It's seeking me. I am always alone. I am isolated. She's underwater here now. Like The, the camera shot is beautiful. We don't really see this in kind of wrestling, uh, where she's now underwater still with the camera on her, but like the, she's obviously uh, pre recorded the voice over what she's talking to you underwater but the voice you can Ooh, still the bubbles are coming from her mouth and oh stuff. this visual is so awesome this is so cool uh got me vibes of like dark waters i've mentioned this this movie i've watched which is like all about ghosts and scary water stuff just fantastic uh she says i love being alone it makes me stronger and there's bubbles and all this stuff she says rhea ripley and charlotte should be afraid io shirai is the next champion uh right away this had my attention um i i they go on to say i'll kind of break this down character by character they have shots of each woman who's in this match on sunday the triple threat but then it has interview clips with like rosenberg and pat mcphee and sam roberts and they say io shirai is a character that once you see your eyes get glued to Mm. and i think i said that since the the debut of usa nxt with her coming out starting that she is like watching this this video of her underwater instantly made me glued to my TV like whoa this girl's like it's all dark and spooky and she's 
breathing underwater, like scary shit, essentially. The character here, the creativeness of doing the simple thing of, of this shot is so awesome. So cool. Yeah, it looked wicked. It was very cool. Uh, I know Shirai gets me high, but she's underwater right now. We see Rhea Ripley, who's waking up at 5.30 in the morning to her alarm. We have the same iPhone alarm. It's like whenever you hear your alarm, you, 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 like, yeah. you know that feeling? Uh, it happened. Rhea Ripley is making smoothies. I don't do that at 5.30 in the morning. She's going to the gym. She says she belongs in the gym. She says, I finished 2019 on top, but 2020, it's been downhill. Yeah, we, we can relate with you there, Rhea. I, think the whole I, I don't world think relates. you're on your own there. I think, I think 2020 for a lot of people has kind of been a little bit downhill, to be honest, Rhea. 2020 is going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rhea Ripley says, look, uh, I thought I had Charlotte Flair. I'm the one who challenged her. I stepped up to her and she beat me. So she kind of looks like a bit of a goof. Uh, Goku beat Vegeta, essentially, at WrestleMania. We then see Charlotte, who's in the PC. There's some rap music playing. It's black and white. She's working out in a ring. She says, it's been a while since I've been on an NXT takeover. People don't realize I'm NXT homegrown. NXT changed my life. You see, they chanted, you don't go here. I made here and it shows her in the first class of NXT in the in the photo there she says we fought and it shows clips of her with Natty winning the title and and all the the takeovers that she's actually like the ta- old like full sale takeover yeah stuff, yeah right back in the day she's like I don't go here I made here I'm at home here uh so then we get clips of beth phoenix and all the inserts of people explaining uh we get more on io shirai the clips of her from from japan we get the nxt debut of a former the IW- rainmaker <laughs> kazuchika okada with a little uh, appearance here yeah, in the background of a chill. photo <laughs> young kazu shout out young kazu oh i miss i oh, i miss uh, once i saw i got a little little emotional just because i'm like fuck i miss new japan yeah. so much uh so okada making his debut here uh we see that io shirai has been wrestling in japan for 10 years and net natalia in interview says that male or female io shirai is hands down one of the best wrestlers alive uh you want to know more about her she has a mystique uh, and Pat McPhee calls her a Wolverine or a Spider Monkey, and that she's winning this Sunday. Yeah, it just rips your face off when she uh, wrestles. Yeah, he and says, I think Rosenberg, which um, I kind of I like this uh, description. Big I'm fan. Pretty of Rosenberg. sure it was Rosenberg. Said she reminds me of AJ Styles, as in she's done everything all over the world right. for years and years before she came here, and has come here as an established thing. I remember in that May Young Classic that she was in. They said that she was voted in uh, in Japan as Wrestler of the Year. Right. Not Women's Wrestler of the Year. Wrestler of the Year above the likes of Okada. Kodorobushi and Okada and Tanahashi. Um, and this was the first time, I'd say, since that Mae Young Classic that they really kind of dived into that. Well, you know why, right? Because she's winning. Hopefully. Um, but this is more of the prime target I wanted. Yes. I, I felt still they could have gone more in depth with it i really enjoyed this one uh because it showed the stories of three of them it made sense and it, this one made yeah sense it checked me. out it, it was so good uh even rhea ripley's like yeah i was on top and now i'm kind of realizing that this is the game of this this career and yeah. wow did i make a mistake so i'm gonna try to fix my mistakes i'm working out every day at 5 30 even when i'm in quarantine i'm working out and we said she's come across as heelish uh recently she didn't hear but I wouldn't say any of them did. 
like Charlotte, who's been definitely playing the heel. Yeah. She would. This is what I mean by what I like about t- Prime Target. These seem like real people. Yeah. She's like, you're chanting, I don't belong I don't here, go here, I don't belong here. This is where I started. I made myself here. Like, how dare you? I, uh, I really like, enjoyed this. Genuinely seemed offended by it rather than, I am a queen, I own everything. <laughs> it's her in her gear, like workout gear. Exactly. Working out, yeah. I thought this was so, so much better than the first one. Uh, and I really love the, the Io Shirai stuff with the history of showing her in Japan. And then the, the visual alone of her underwater kind of moving and stuff was my my highlight of, it of just, the night. It, it was an awesome video. video. Yeah. looked really cool. Uh, she's the shape of water, Io Shirai. Yeah. She's winning the title. She's winning the title Sunday. Io Shirai wins or we riot. You got me? All right. Uh, it's time for a riot because, because your favorite wrestler comes out. It's grime time. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes comes out the, with his hat. With his There's hat. two hats tonight. Kyle O'Reilly with his hat. Cameron Grimes with his hat. And I'm wearing a hat. And you're wearing a hat. Yeah. I'm wearing a hat. You're wearing a hat. It's hats all over. Hats off for Cameron. Hats off for Grimes. Grime time. Cameron Grimes, who's uh, who loves talking to the camera as he makes his entrance, saying he beat Finn Balor because that's what he loves to tell us. He has the the privilege of facing NXT's resident thick boy, Bronson Reed. He's got some new gear. He looks good. he's looking fresh in this gear. Uh, some like Bret Hart almost inspired kind of a singlet, but black and white looks really good. Uh, Bronson obviously with the Bret Hart gear because he hits a Canadian backbreaker almost instantly on Cameron Grimes, who fights out of it. Uh, Bronson hits an atomic elbow, a Manhattan drop, an atomic drop. Um, he's throwing Grimes around as like a military press. Um, there's a hip attack in the corner. Grimes uh, finally starts to fight back. And just when you think everything is going Bronson way, Bronson Reed's way, there is the cave-in from Cameron Grimes. And just like that, he gets the win on Bronson Reed. And then as his theme song is playing and the cameras look, not only does he put his hat back on after winning, he says, I beat Finn Balor just like that. And I did it again right here. Ooh. So they're really saying the cave-in is the, is the move. He's like, yo, I ain't shit, but that move I do will, will beat you. Uh, I love the, the fact that he puts his hat on after the match. That's just something. I just about- love Cameron Grimes. <laughs> you just love Cameron Grimes. He's great. <laughs> uh, I'm, um, I'm kind of sad I didn't get to see more of Bronson Reed. But um, I'm happy I got to see him on TV. But I'm happy Cameron Grimes gets the push. Yeah. But we've got a takeover on Sunday. With none of these guys. Where... Cameron Grimes is calling out Finn Balor and Finn Balor has a match with Damien Priest. Right. Why is this on TV this week? Yeah. Sure, it might be uh, Cameron Grimes is interfering in that match. Maybe. Again, this... Why was this here? This is the go-home show and you've only got six matches on the card. Really, why am I seeing Tony Neeson swerve during that time? Yeah. Sure. Why am I seeing Cameron Grimes beat Bronson Reed, who we haven't seen for weeks? Like, this should... If you're going to involve Cameron Grimes in this story somehow, have Damien Priest wrestle and Cameron Grimes is in his corner, or have Finn Balor wrestle and Grimes uh, taunts him after the match. Hey, I beat you last week, or whatever. Have something that ties it together. But I, I forgot that Balor and Priest yeah, were having a match I know. until you said reminded me that <laughs> Finn Balor's a thing Grimes was calling him out yeah 
made zero sense to me for a go-home show. Uh, after this match, Karrion Cross just shows up in the middle of the ring, scares Cameron Grimes away while Reed is just laying out, hits him with the... So Karrion Cross scares him away. Like, yeah. How does that make sense? Karrion Cross hits the Doomsday Saito suplex on Bronson Reed um, and then stares into the camera here and says, Hey, Champa, this Sunday, special. Tick-tock. And then walks away. So Karrion Cross kind of calling out Champa, who there was no Champa other than this on this show. So. Yeah, I, I thought weak. Weak for, for, for a bo- go. For both, for both those feuds, very weak in, in my eyes. Yeah, it's kind of weird that there's like that's there's always seems to be like a stuttering week of like nothing that happens. We normally at least get a just a video package, yeah. like a two minute thing to promote the match. It was weird. It was strange. Cameron Grams. Cameron Grams. Cameron Grams. Uh, it's time for the main event of the evening. The story we've been following, the story of Drake Maverick, and the story of the interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship, or should I say? The NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, yeah. It's not an interim it's anymore. It's not interim anymore. It's not interim anymore. I mean, Jordan Devlin will presumably get a flight eventually. And when that day comes, it will come. But it's not going to be for a while. The way I see it is it doesn't really matter if it's interim or not. Yeah. Because if it is an interim, um, Jordan Devlin will challenge to unify it anyway. And Jordan Devlin surely the first to challenge as soon as he's ready yes, to anyway definitely. so it doesn't really make a difference i don't see jordan devlin coming anytime soon but eventually he will be able to come over seeing with pete dunn uh pete dunn and, and the boys with british strong style did a whole thing with original t-shirts and designs and and proceeds going towards different foundations check that out as well yeah it looks pete like dunn, they've raised 20 grand which yeah, is fantastic it, i feel for pete dunn because he's the guy who finally kind of hit something again and then it was taken away because of this pandemic yeah. but as is everyone in everyone's life affected so it's it's just kind of like ah he was kind of they kind of hit something with riddle who we haven't talked about matt riddle pour a little out here on this show or smoke one if you got one smoke them if you got one for matt riddle leave the memories alone another one of our boys they massacred my boy yeah toodle pit matt riddle bye see uh, i saw a meme the other day and it's uh guys only want one thing and it's disgusting do you know what that one thing is? Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. Oh. That's what I want. Are we going to get that eventually? Obviously. I, I, I honestly think we will get Riddle Goldberg and we will get Riddle Brock. Um, I'll tell you right now, as a wrestling fan, if one day we can go to wrestling shows again, in a universe far from now, but one day we'll go to wrestling, if that's an event they promote that I can spend money to go to watch, it's gonna, I'm going to spend the money on that show. I think as a wrestling fan... The Riddle v. Brock? I think as a wrestling fan right now... I think that is a big draw. And I think as the time go on, it'll be even a bigger draw and a bigger draw. Uh, I, I have a feeling that's a big thing. I just, I always thought Matt Riddle was the ace in the sleeve of NXT. I always thought Papa Trips had him for this. Once Gargano and Cole kind of move away as the main guys, you had Matt Riddle and it's gone. He's gone. We never really got that next. We had the fight pit and then it was the end there, but it, it's kind of like, ah, oh, it's a sour, bittersweet moment. I think he's the ace in the sleeve for SmackDown. He I, must be. I he really, has to be. Really hope that they they go with it properly because 
fuck, man. Look, you got Braun as your champion with Miz and Morrison champion, uh, challenging. Yeah, that's terrible. I, that's the fucking man. I, I asked you today. I said, hey, are we going to do a watch along for Backlash? And you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I said, cool. I don't know the card. What's the card? And you said the card to me and I laughed. That's, the ter- that's a terrible I, card. I like Miz and Morrison at a level, not at your universal championship yeah. level. No, you've got you've got your AJs and your Bryans there, which is fantastic. Roman's out at the moment. Sure. Like, Matt, SmackDown desperately needs a Matt Riddle. Yeah. If they treat him as they should. Right. Um, I, I'm a I big think, fan, obviously. I think it could be quite exciting. And I, I it definitely makes me want to tune in to see what they do with him. Sure. Definitely. I'll be tuning in definitely to see what they do with him. Because I think he's has so much potential to be a really big star in the world of wrestling. Just watching him. He's... He's he's got everything. Come on, uh, so leave the memories alone. Yeah, we lost another good man out there. Another good one. Yeah, we lost another good one out here on NXT on Wednesday nights. You know how hard that is. You guys on your main roster with your shows think it's so easy. You just take away our talent. You know, you take your Matt Riddle and then and then you just randomly go, hey, you know who else looks like he's really good? Dominic Dijakovic. So pour a little up for him too. Yeah, it seems like he's gone as well, yeah. right? Fight forever on Raw. Yeah. Well, I, I guess eventually we will have that on Raw. They'll Keith just do it Lee. on every brand. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. They chanted fight forever in the crowd tonight. They did. At one point. Uh, let's go to our main let's event. carry on. Yeah. Cruiserweight Championship, like we said. El Hio del Fantasmo. El Hio. El, El Hio del Fantasmo versus Drake Maverick, if you're reading this, it's too late. El Hio, El Hio del Fantasma has this awesome mask. It's like the Punisher. Like, he's got the face mask with his luchador mask, but it's like the Punisher style. Looks so lit. Um, Drake is obviously the underdog in this match, and the bell rings. And as soon as it does, Fantasma tries to get the roll-up on Drake as right after he, like, went to shake his hand. So it's kind of cheeky. It's kind of showing him, like, he's kind of a... Kind of a L- he was playing the heel in this match. I think that he's he is a baby face at the moment. Yeah, but he's de facto heel in this match against Drake Maverick. So well, why they, not play? It did a handshake and then instantly he tries to roll the guy up. Exactly. He's uh, Io El Bastidardo, something like that. Uh, Son he- of the bastards <laughs> for trying to handshake a guy and pinning him. It's mean stuff, man. Uh, they go back and forth. Drake gets like body slammed on his like shoulder, which looks like it hurts. It's just a loud thud noise. But he fights back, hits a head scissors, sending him out of there. There's then Maverick who runs off the apron with a tope, like a senton essentially off the apron onto El Io del Fantasma. Uh, there's then a sit out power bomb by Fantasma on the outside. I was not expecting this. Uh, he just picks him up. And then hits him a him. sit-out yeah. powerbomb. Very there. painful. Just ouchy. Uh, Drake Maverick, we mentioned how he's such a good, on the microphone, such a good actor. He's screaming in agony here. Back in the ring, Phantasma has a surfboard on Drake, just lifting him in the air here. There's then a backdrop suplex for a two-count. Uh, Drake is trying to get fired up, but then gets dropped into a Boston Crab. But he's yelling at the camera, yelling at the ref, I'm not gonna quit. Uh, there's another sit-out powerbomb from Phantasma, which just looks crushing. And again, just dropping the dude like on his like shoulder, but he kicks out at two. Um, he says he's not quitting, whatever he does. Um, he starts to just fire back with a series of just wild strikes, like throwing anything he can, including the kitchen sink. He does his quesadora into the bulldog, and then his elbow drop 
but it's only a two count. There's then a Jawbreaker and a Spinebuster from Phantasma. Um, out come the masked luchadors who run down to the entrance r- ramp. Drake Maverick does a suicide dive onto like all of the guys. He gets back into the ring. It looks, yeah, it looks like they're coming out to take out Phantasma um, because that's who they've been targeting <clears throat> recently and he keeps getting away. So he could let them just take him and win the match, but he chooses to help out Phantasma, his opponent in the final for the championship to take out these masked men. Yeah, so Drake takes them out. He goes back in the ring, but Phantasma kind of had like the advantage here because Drake was busy with these other guys. He then super kicks Drake in the face, puts him up on his shoulders for the Samoan driver, a.k.a. the Phantom driver. And we have a new NXT Cruiserweight champion, Io El Phantasma, who reigns supreme. He stands up. He's holding the title. He's he's celebrating with his his new he's the new cruiserweight champion with the purple the belt the title is not purple it's black now with the black it changed leather. with uh, Devlin Gaza okay yeah uh, looks really cool he's holding up it cuts to Drake Maverick gutted devastated Rockstar Spud he's on his knees he's lost he's 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 fought he's tried everything he's here he's crying. It shows him tears streaming down his face, piss streaming down his leg. (laughs) Not actually, not actually. Uh, He looks at the camera. He's sad face emoji. He says, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you, you watching me right now. I appreciate you and I want your support. Thank you. Phantasma leaves. He walks up away with the title. Drake walks up the entrance ramp. The crowd here is chanting, thank you, Drake. You can thank me now. You can thank me later. Triple H comes out, puts his arm around Drake Maverick and says, hey, come here, come here, come here. I want you to sign this. And Triple H presents Drake Maverick a new WWE NXT contract. Triple H uh, pretty much says, hey, look, I know we fired you during a global pandemic. And then you use the Internet as a platform to get your character and wrestling, you know, character as as a whole over and you did a good job and it's the only thing people seem to care about during this era so we want you to come back and this isn't a main (laughs) roster contract which you might have been on before but how do you fancy an nxt contract and drake says yeah right i'm not fucking leaving and he signs (laughs) it and drake maverick has been re-signed to the wwe nxt and we go off the air with that triple h celebrating with drake maverick i'm with spud I loved the match. I thought them. I think this storyline with uh, with Drake Maverick the whole time, anytime he's locked in a submission, instantly just draws you into the match even more. He screams as we've as we've mentioned. He's such a fantastic actor, but the fact that he knows if he submits, his job's over. He's literally quitting by tapping out. Right. So anytime there's a submission in these matches. It's been kind of nail-biting stuff to watch. And I thought they played on that really well. Uh, I was surprised we didn't get some kind of conclusion with the the master attackers. And obviously that's going to continue, which, yeah. which is cool because you, you had a, a great payoff at the end here. So that can come later. Keep building that mystery because that's one of the things I've really enjoyed. I'm so pleased they made this the main event. They made Drake the final image of the show. Even before a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I I really, really enjoyed this. This I, was my match of the night. This was my match of the night too. And just 
we kind of felt maybe this was coming with Drake staying on. Yeah. I still got goosebumps and a little choked up seeing Triple H come out. And this obviously clearly means the world to Maverick. And as as good an actor he is, um, this clearly, like, being in this company means the world to, to him. Of course. And being someone, I guess, kind of his size as well, um, like, probably has been an underdog his whole life. And to be fired and then just performed his fucking ass off the last right. few few months and is in this position where he's got his job back um yeah i i thought it was a really nice moment at the end of this yeah it was really cool we've been doing this show week to week and we've been following the story of his the firings and then him bring, being still doing the three matches and then the storyline continuing and we've said on the show like hey like isn't it weird that like we're so behind a wrestler yeah this shit's fake but like we're so all of a sudden like so into the story isn't that how wrestling fucking should be like i miss when you watch something when you're like hey when i said to you what's the backlash card because i want to be so behind my champion i couldn't even fucking tell you who the champion is yeah. and then when i found out who it was and that was the card i was fucking terrible embarrassed to be a wrestling fan when when you watch a story like this guy who's cut promos on his twitter who's like watch me wrestle and you draw me well this guy knows how to draw then and he deserves to be a wrestler uh, i know he didn't win this thing there's obviously going to be the storyline with the luchador the lucha cartel they're obviously going to be with Phantasma, in my opinion they're going to be the reason he is the champion uh which gives drake a kind of a story there uh but drake will eventually go on to man i could see drake going forward drake could be a, a whole turning point in like his wrestling to me is not one of my actual favorite wrestlers but the way he's conducted the character work and the actual story you know people compare wrestling to like the bachelor or bachelorette because it's like a soap opera it's always continuing this is a character that works in this setting. Like, how hard is it that the guy's like, yo, I don't want to lose my job? Yeah. I, I don't know, kind of... I, I think there is a rematch against Phantasma once that reveal happens. If it is revealed, these this kind of Lucha Cartel are with yeah. him. Um, I think that then there's warrant for a rematch sure. of some sort. I don't know quite where you go with from him, from there, but he's such a good performer that anything you give him, he's going to knock it out of the park. One of the people in the YouTube room, Matt B, said, this whole scene made me laugh because there were, like, three people in the crowd. <laughs> Personally, I kind of liked it that these are his colleagues. Yeah, true. These are his colleagues cheering for him. Yeah. You're cheering for your mate to stay and work with you. Yeah. Your you're actual friends, rather than friends. just the full sale crowd. Right. Like... Personally, I thought this was one of the nice moments where... I like this moment. As a wrestling fan, we kind of want these moments where it's like, yeah, this is a nice heartwarming thing. It reminded me of Rocky because, spoiler, in the first Rocky movie, he, he doesn't win. But you're also like, ah, you fucking still did it, man. It's like watching CM Punk when he got fucking ruined in UFC a few times. You watched because you're like, man, I want to support you no matter what. Uh, and that's kind of... I think uh, a lot of people are going to disagree with that <laughs> analogy. Uh, but I, I see what you're saying. I, I also feel if if this was a different time, uh, like this social distance thing out the window, this is definitely the whole locker room would have spilled out at sure, this point sure, to lift yeah. this guy up and wave his contract around. Um, really, uh, yeah, really nice end here to NXT. Kind of enjoyable show overall, but also a bit head-scratching. Yeah. I think killed way too much time at the beginning with that kind of bullshit finish and tag match. Um, you could have either had just one match there 
and save time. I felt time desperately was needed for Bala Priest and maybe have a bit more Champa involvement. This is your go home show. Yeah. And again, like as as much as I praise this main event, like these two aren't wrestling Sorry, on Sunday. It's not, it's not your go home show. It's your your go house show. Go house show. Because sure. it's yeah, in your house. Course. Your um, go house. But as much as I love this main event, these two aren't wrestling on Sunday either. So <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I know it's weird. As a go home show, it, it was kind of sorry. Go house show. Uh, it was kind of strange to me, but overall, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. This was a fun episode. The highlights for me was was the main event and Io Shirai underwater. That whole prime target, that whole yeah. second prime target to me was pretty good. Uh, someone in the room says you don't understand my Rocky analogy because you've never seen it. Have you? Oh, I wasn't complaining about Rocky oh, analogy. Okay. I was complaining about your CM Punk <laughs> analogy. Yeah, maybe I was off with that one. <laughs> this guy who walked out on the business we loved and bad mouthed it, and then was like, "Hey, I'm going to be a UFC fighter," and got punked out in seconds. <laughs> Don't quite see the comparison with. You still Jet wanted Maverick. to watch him, though. You still you wanted, wanted to watch him, yeah, but I'm I pretty sure a lot of wrestling fans wanted to watch him to see him just get. I did. Punked out. I yeah. Did. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, that was NXT from Wednesday, June third, two thousand twenty. Uh, that's what we thought of NXT. We do post up feedback every Wednesday night. Forum.postwrestling.com because we are a po- part of the Post Wrestling Network. Uh, we posted up feedback and we got. Some here. I'm going to read the first one. Eva from London. Since the actual greatest NXT champion is now on Raw, I need a different wrestler for random facts each week. So let's try this out. Thatch facts. Hey, I like it. Someone we didn't have on the show tonight, who off a hot win last week, who's also not at TakeOver this weekend. Weird. Uh, well, Timothy that makes Patrick. sense to me. Rest him for a bit if you're not featuring him. Well, here's this Thatch fact. Timothy Thatcher trained under former UFC champion Josh Barnett and frequently sparred with Shayna Baszler. Oh, Ooh, I see what you did, I see what like you did a, there. That's like a backhanded compliment I there like almost. Tonight's show, Eva continues, I muted the entire Cold Dream Prime Target. I don't care. Honestly, Imperium versus Brit and Brawler should be the main event instead, which isn't the match either. Uh, Rhea Ripley did not come across heelish in the women's special neither did Io hence why I called them both tweeners two weeks they built up Brit M only to give Breezango the shot nuh-uh Mia Yim drop ke- drop kicking Gargano brought a smile to my face I called EHDF being the leader of the mass luchadors from his first days of NXT after the ending it can't be anyone but him keep up the good work hashtag black lives matter hashtag justice for George Floyd uh, yeah, I think everyone kind of thinks that El Io El Fantasma is the leader of this lucha cartel. I think it makes the most sense in the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and absolutely. Thatch Facts, I like that. Thatch it. Facts, bring yeah. it back. Paul from New Jersey. Anyone notice both Candice and Mia have that nursery sound at the start of their theme songs? Ding, 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 ding. I'm that, I'm that, I'm that. Sure. Okay. Uh <laughs> Baby Fever is just going around the Performance Center. Oh, no. Also, I don't know what a Dexter Loomis is, but I know I don't care about it. <laughs> One person I do care about is Santana Garrett. When I look at her, I see a star. I'm surprised it took WWE as long as it did to sign her. Garrett was trained by Scott Hall, Larry Zabisco, and she was also trained by her dad. <laughs> trained by her dad. Raised by my dad. Raised by my dad. <laughs> She's been good for quite some time. Aaliyah and Robert Stone deserve each other. UE have the douchebag jock bro characters down so well. 
quote of the night has to go to Pat McAfee for saying, Velveteen Dream does a lot of stuff that draws attention outside of his craft. Yikes. Speaking of deserving, Kona Reeves' birthday is in two days. This week's Kona fact is that Kona has a t-shirt on WWE Shop. Kona Reeves, who may or may not be still signed to WWE. Who knows, who knows. He's the finest. Question, is there a PO box or somewhere you gentlemen can receive packages? Also, what are your shirt sizes? Totally unrelated to Kona Reeves having merchandise. All right, okay. (laughs) Uh, Known fact, associate producer of the show John Ceno tried to send us a Kona Reeves shirt, and apparently WWE Shop will not send a Kona Reeves shirt to Canada. Yeah, apparently Kona Reeves is banned in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Um, Maybe they saw Kona and thought Corona. I don't know. Corona Reeves. Yeah, they're like, not right now. (laughs) Corona Reeves? Maybe, I don't know. No, stop. (laughs) Cool to see WWE superstars talk about the George Floyd murder. They usually stay quiet when it comes to stuff like this. The responses that I've seen have been pretty disgusting. Hope this leads to some change. Stay safe. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, uh, I just, I saw WWE post a lot of stuff. I saw the McMahons post a lot of stuff. But anytime WWE posts something like trying to be supportive of you know, racial matters. I just can't help of thinking of all the fucking terrible dog shit they've put out over the years that have been super racist. I agree. Including it's, Vince McMahon saying things on air as it, a joke. It's actions that are going to change. You can't change the past. And like, right. sure, WWE have done a lot of stuff and I'm not defending that. Right. But posting like a statement like that isn't enough. We, when we see that there is change in that company, then I believe that you are actually taking the issue on board. Right. Yeah. Uh, we do have a P.O. box. It's the BDE. Yeah. <laughs> BDE Canada. Uh, we go to Mystery. Hiya. NXT was fine. The women's triple threat video package was pretty great, although I feel like they're trying to make us feel sorry for Rhea, although I think it's too late because she lost. The damage has been done. Charlotte was decent. Io Shirai's portion, while shorter than the other two, had way more production value. She came across the biggest star in NXT right now. I hope she wins on Sunday. She was the only woman in this package who came across as a legitimate big deal. I agree. Drake Maverick getting a contract after losing a hard-fought battle is a pretty feel-good moment. They had me up until that, though. Uh, I've seen people complaining about him getting a new deal, but those same people complained about how they continued to use him even after they fired him. Question, how do you guys feel about Nia Jax injuring Kyrie Zane? Again, I feel like something has to change. Nia has been absolutely horrendous since her return and seemingly hasn't faced any sort of repercussions in her constant botching. Uh, I'll stand in, even though as we do the show, we have our Kyrie cut out in our backdrop here. Um, Awful. We've been making jokes about Nia Jax for so long about how she's injuring people. They made it her gimmick. She's been using it on social media that she's like unsafe as her gimmick. Fucking terrible. Fucking stupid. Get her off TV. Don't like her. Not a fan. You know what? You talk about wrestlers that you see and you want to go for a smoke break. Nia Jax is number one on that list. I, like, I'm never going to be one to, unless you do something really fucked up, I don't like calling for someone to be fired, especially in these... Oh, no. Especially in these times. But that being said, she's been in the company a long time and has regressed if anything. Yep. Remember, like, years ago, Big Show came in. Big deal. Came in from WCW, uh, the giant, Paul White, came in for a bit, even had a world title run, and then they were like, huh, you're kind of shit, <laughs> and sent him to OVW for okay. a, a while. Right. And they're like, you need work. You're you're out of shape. You're, like, not wrestling well. Sent him to OVW to kind of train and work, and then I think he returned at the Royal Rumble. 
you you need to do something, but putting her on TV every week being unsafe, especially against a woman like half her size, like Kyrie Zane, who is an incredible worker and knows how to be safe. Sure, accidents happen. All of these incidents that have happened might not be entirely Naya's fault. Sure. But it's been stacking up. Now, you either need to look to transition her out of wrestling full stop and try and find another role that she suits if you want to keep her in the company. Right. Or get her training. Get her off TV. Get her working with some decent people who can train her well and, like, stop injuring people. Yeah. Because, right, NXT, she came in... She, she they had did a match with her and Asuka, did they not? What? Fuck. Probably in have. NXT? Yeah. Uh, she had matches with Bailey. Um... But NXT, she she wasn't in too long. She they brought her in, they signed her. Take over she the trained end. A little Nia bit. Jax versus Asuka. Yeah, she trained a little bit, and then she was on TV, and then she was in the title picture like right away. And she wasn't in, even in NXT long before they moved her up. So you got to do something. Like some sort of action needs to be take place. Um, and come on, stop hurting people. Yeah, uh, I know we are a podcast where we just usually kind of give our like opinions more so like on on things. And I will say, like as a wrestling fan, you all have your one least favorite wrestler. Uh, I think I can say Nia Jax is my least favorite wrestler yeah. <laughs> of all time. Uh, that's just my opinion, man. Uh, we do have one more piece of feedback. Do you want to read it? Sure. Yeah, uh, we go to Andrew from Cape Breton. Drake Maverick had me hooked, so instead of watching Cody versus Jungle Boy, I watched the main event tonight. The story of Maverick has been my favourite thing about NXT, and questions still remained. When Impact ran their Slammiversary ad, and it featured Drake Maverick, it got me thinking, is this really it? Mm. Even since Impact got WWE footage for some Ken Shamrock vignettes, it always felt like WWE and Impact are in bed together more, and I wonder if there was some communication between the two to throw a curveball at people. Or it could be a mistake, which also wouldn't be shocking. Anyway, I'm glad Drake Maverick is staying in WWE as he was one of the best things to watch in NXT in quite some time. Yeah, so I, when I, because I, I write the impact reports for post wrestling, when I first saw that um, video, I assumed that all these people were coming to impact. Yeah. After a bit of time, I think it's one of those people is signed to impact and yeah. that's who is in the chair drinking the whiskey watching on ec3 you think it's ec3 um which would make sense so they're just using past footage they've got like all the footage they showed of like uh you had eric young you had um like gallows and anderson right all of them have but barely been there really like, but they've got footage they right. own footage yeah. of them that they can show yeah i think they do that's what i i think they did there um so, but in a way, you're, you're, Zach they, Ryder. They, they made this episode more interesting sure. by us seeing Drake that. Maverick on Tuesday night. Because you go, oh, I, th- I think he's gone then. This is legit. Yeah. So they actually helped WWE out there. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought that Impact video was actually pretty cool. Pretty, pretty well done. So EC3 and Impact with Drake Maverick. Rockstar Spud while he works both companies. He just works both because yeah. they're in bed. Yeah, they're in bed. Uh, I wish they were in bed when I worked there because my paychecks would have been a lot nicer. Yeah. Uh, so that was NXT from Wednesday, 
June 3rd, 2020. Thank you for listening to us. Again, we do have a Twitter. We do have a Facebook. Join the new Facebook. Join the Twitter at Up Next Podcast and Facebook Up Next Podcast. There is a group you can join, which we are so uh, already. We've got like, we, we're, we're past 100 people and these 100 people are already so interactive on the, on the group chat there. So I know, you know, Facebook is a no-no, but if you still use it and want to use that instead of Twitter and stuff, we'll use that and that's where you can find us. Um, and join our Patreon because we do so many NXT shows. We do our Up Nextra. Every Thursday we do our AEW kind of versus NXT review, which is a lot of fun to do. We talk about which matches were the best of the night and which show we liked and review AEW in whole as well. We did our AEW Double or Nothing watch along and post show, which is up on our Patreon. We did our best match ever, Stan Hansen, with John Pollock, which was so much fun last month. That's up there. We have our Godfather review, which is was really long, but was it worth it? Was it worth it? That was one of our favorite shows we've done as well with our world champ. Uh, we've done so many fun things, and it's been killer, and we've been enjoying. And we're live on YouTube every Wednesday, and we're live this Sunday for TakeOver in Your House. Yes, we'll be live on YouTube from 7 p.m., uh, youtube.com forward slash up next for our watch long, and we'll go straight into the uh, the review right after. So if, if you want to listen to our review right away, just stay on. But we did promise we would do yes. our predictions. So while we're on the subject of NXT TakeOver in your house, I have the card okay. up in front of me. Let's do it. So we start off with Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. My prediction, Shotzi Blackheart gets the victory because she was raised by her dad. Oh, raised by her dad. Instantly gets the W. Um, I kind of want to see the heels. Get out. This one. Get out. Uh, nope. Yeah. Shotzi over everyone. Have the heels win and you can split up into singles views. They can win cheaply ah. and then you've, you've set up weeks of TV there. Shotzi for the win. Fin- so that means Shotzi's taking the, the pin, isn't it? Uh, no, Tegan. No, Mia's taking this. Oh. No, I don't know. Any of them. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, we go to Finn Balor versus Damien Priest. All I know is the Nightstick is getting involved. Yes. The Nightstick, maybe Demon? No, Demon. This is Balor using the Nightstick this Whoa! time. Whoa! Yeah. Because he's got this violent, vicious edge now. Who doesn't? Um, yeah, this is a weird ma- I I really felt this could have done with something this week. Yeah, this is the match I don't care about. Even I'd have even taken a like a prime target on this rather than yeah this match is dream whatever. and cole why like, do they why do they why are they fighting because he's finn balor and he wants to fight him yeah, yeah um, finn wins is my i'm prediction. gonna go finn yeah keith lee versus johnny gargano for the north american championship this is going to be the show stealer this is going to be the reason why you tune in on sunday night in my prediction uh my prediction is keith lee retains but i'm gonna change it because of something i want to see and i want to see johnny gargano become north american champion I, I Yeah, I think we're going to have Gargano's North American champion. I think they're going to start to try and uh, build up this thing with Gargano and Candice holding the gold. So I, I, I see Gargano winning this and Keith Lee moving into the NFC yes. championship. Picture. Yes. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. Um, obviously, Karrion Cross. it's his first big kind of match here, his first real match. He's had some squashes, but they didn't really count. I think he's got to go over Champa. Uh, I don't mind him using Scarlet or using some dirty tactics to kind of win this thing, but I think this will be a cool fight, more more so than a wrestling match. This will be like a brawl kind of thing. Both kinds of guys are really gritty. Uh, both guys are bald. Uh, they're scary. It'll be fun. 
Yeah, I, th- I think this would be a really uh, exciting match to watch. Uh, I think Karrion Cross has to win. I can see him just being nasty, targeting the neck of Tommaso sure. Ciampa. Saito suplex, baby. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, it's perfect, honestly, yeah. that move. Um, we go to the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. David, do you even have to ask me? So you're Io Shirai. Um, if water... If holding herself underwater in these dark waters, the, if that couldn't take her out, then neither can Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. This, I kind of want to see EO win in a one-on-one against yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. I kind of want a definitive win here. Um, that said, I I do see EO winning it and Candice eventually chasing that title. Um, I don't know. You I know, see Io I, I'm going to save it to SummerSlam and I'm going to say Charlotte... Re- Retains. Okay, I say Io Shirai wins, and then we get Io Ripley's the spinoff at SummerSlam. Okay, I, I think we get Io Flair at okay. SummerSlam. Ooh, I would like that more, but I think Io should win this Sunday, because how could I not vote for Io Shirai? I'm going to put on my Io Shirai mask <laughs> during our watch-along. It's going to be lit. And finally, we go to the NXT Championship, Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream in a parking lot brawl. It's a parking lot brawl. Uh, I see Adam Cole retaining. This has already been taped. I know I joke that we, re- we read ahead, but uh, I have not. And I I see Adam Cole retaining the NXT Championship just because this program is the super is the coldest main event title match we've had in a long time. Yeah, I I think it would be a shame for a for a championship reign this long to kind of end with a whimper. Yeah. Um. Nothing against Dream. It's just this feud has not working. Worked. Um, so I see Cole retaining, and as I said, Keith Lee being maybe the SummerSlam challenger. Um, so that's NXT TakeOver in your house. Yes, we will be doing our live watch-along, and our post-show will be up wherever you get your podcast on this very free feed. Absolutely. But just before we go, we've been going a very long time, but we forgot on the last couple of weeks to say our thank yous to our patrons who help us keep this show for free every week. So we'll uh, we'll say thank you, and we apologize again for for not thanking you the last couple of weeks. I want to start off by thanking Pale Ark. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, Pale Ark. Hope you're doing okay. If you're well, pale, arch. pale. I don't know why you're pale, but get that checked out. Thank brother. you very much. Hey, thank you to Geek Centric Kev. Yes, you did a Lost show on our Patreon. He was one of the guests on it. He was great. Yeah, if you if you're a fan of our kind of movie reviews and stuff, Geek Centric uh, have a podcast and. And it's it's super geeky. They go into kind of video games, TV shows, uh, news in all kind of geekdom movies. It's it's a really good podcast and it's free. So check out Geek Centric and check out their YouTube channel, Geek Centric, which do really cool like unboxings and uh, and things like that. Which uh, yeah, Geek Centric Kev is a great supporter of the BD and up next. So thank you. Um, I want to thank Dirk. Just Dirk. Just Dirk. Just Dirk. Just Dirk. Um, we have a, a kind of a friend who's renamed himself Dirk on Facebook because, you know, they're always watching us and oh, trying right. to get our information. Yeah, true, yeah. So I don't know if it's that Dirk. Oh, I want... Well, his real name is... Uh, we can't say his real name because, oh, you know, the, the man watching the, us. Listening, listening. Yeah. But thank uh, you, Dirk. <laughs> thank you to Honest Habe. Not Honest Abe. Whom, I don't think Abraham Lincoln was a Patreon supporter, but honest. But if he Abe, was alive right now, he would be. He would be. Uh, thank you, Honest Abe. Thank you very much. Uh, Billy Pierce. Thank you very much, Hey, Billy. thank you, Billy Pierce. 
Uh, thank you to Surin. Thank you. Appreciate you for being a patron. Uh, thank you to Jermaine Walls. Thank you to Makai Williams. Not Makai Fife, but Makai Williams. Makai Williams, thank you very much. And Hugh Saunders, thank you. Big, big thank you for hey, us. Thank you, Hugh. And thank you to Richard Lee. Dick Lee. Thank you, dude. Thank you for being a patron. Thank you to all our patrons. Thank you to all of our listeners every Wednesday night. But our patrons is kind of what keeps this show going, kind of keeps us letting us do what we love to do. And podcasting is what we love to do. We mentioned The Godfather. We mentioned all the best match ever. We've done a lockdown. You see, we're all in lockdown. So we reviewed a lockdown. TNA lockdown 2009, headlined by Sting and Mick Foley. That's up on our Patreon. We reviewed that. We reviewed so many things in May, and it's just getting crazier. So Yep, this month, if you're interested we've got best match ever for best of the super juniors finals from 2010 to 2019 we've got best match ever for backlash uh think of all the best backlash matches surprisingly there's there's been a bunch of good backlash matches so we've got that as we mentioned earlier we've got blood sport coming up on up yours we have my dad is a heel wrestler we've got our episodes of was next where we look back at 2012 uh, have a look at the Facebook page. Have a look at our Twitter. You can see the full schedule. If it's something that might interest you, uh, yeah, throw us a few dollars yeah. and subscribe. Uh, five bucks a month gets you the North American tier, and you get access to like all those shows and all the back catalog and everything. And it helps us. And it helps. This is our job, and this is what we've been doing. And we're stuck in quarantine, but we've been killing it. We've been putting in the time and doing all this stuff. And we appreciate all our listeners and all our fans, even if you just listen to this show. Well, thank you. And give us a, a rating wherever you find your podcasts, a rating, a, a review, a nice thing. It all helps uh, because uh, be nice to each other. And finally, we've got our final Star Wars review. What? Um, yeah, John and Wei are doing their Endgame review. They're wrapping up the MCU. And we're wrapping up the SWU <sighs> with Rise of Skywalker coming out for free on this very feed in the next couple of weeks. We've got so, so many podcasts. watching. This summer is going to be wild. We've been doing our Up Next up nextras our AEW reviews is on our patreon as well every thursday with the AEW dynamite reviews and we've been doing it in our backyard in our back garden with cameos of squirrels and neighbors and everything do- dogs named mora yeah all these things so thank you for everyone for listening again uh these are strange times don't we wish we could all get on a a, a space force jet to a different planet but it it doesn't work like that and this is our only planet and we got to treat it right we got to treat each other right so um if you got anything out of this is uh, never give up on your dreams because that's what drake maverick taught me but also uh, be kind to one another wash your hands just just be good just be good you know you got one life live be it good. now educate yourselves educate each other's each other love each other um fuck donald trump and yeah. God bless. Yeah, uh, you stole my my last line. Oh. I had it saved for the whole. You show. can say my last line then. What was your last line? Ahoy! Ahoy! Yeah. Uh, take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Fuck Donald Trump. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.